Back to that, ladies and gentlemen. The Joe Rogan Experience podcast is brought to you by the Fleshlight. If you go to joerogan.net and click on the link for the Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. <sighs> With that said, Hollage boy, John Heffron's in the motherfucking house. Joe Diaz on the way. The Joe Rogan Experience. We're rolling. Hey everybody, what the fuck? What's going on? My pal, my neighbor, winner of Last Comic Standing, the great John Heffron is in the house. John, uh, if you don't know, has his own podcast now with another hilarious guy, John Reap, who also is a winner of Last Comic Standing. So, two Last Comic Standing champions together on one podcast. What do you guys call it? Uh, We're calling it The Last Podcasting. The last podcasting. Yeah, we, we couldn't figure out the name. Like, I, I didn't want to kind of have like a silly name. Kevin Smith took the rubber off your, your, your oh, thing. Will you stuff it back on? Yeah, he's real particular. It was really, I mean, I think these things are good. The spit shields, you know, people right. don't like that pop and shit in their ear. But uh, Kevin Smith likes to hear it raw. Because he takes it low, Joe. So, I'm sorry. So, what do you call it again? What's the podcast called? Uh, the, last the Last Podcasting. The Last Podcasting. The last one? Are you claiming this? Is it? No one after you? <laughs> well, that'll be it. Just because it's obviously playing on Last Comic Standing, we didn't know if oh. you wanted to call it. Think of it with a, a clown horn behind it. Is the Last Comic Standing like such a big thing in your life that you would do that? I mean, is it like is that like when you look back at like your accomplishments as a comic? Is that like the number one thing? I don't think so personally, but it's one of those things you don't know where your path would have went to. Uh-huh. Like, so if right. I didn't do the show, right. would I would just be just that headliner who makes nothing just with a couple specials? And it's and- kind of different than doing stand-up, isn't it? Because you're doing stand-up in these little short bursts for an audience, and you're, like, trying to get them to vote for you. Did yeah. you find yourself, like... Altering your material. Or, well, because or some- I, I'm long, uh, not long-winded, but my my jokes are are long. Yeah. So I'll stick with the same subject and have jokes every couple of seconds. But right. I so to do a four and a half, five minute set uh-huh. is really hard for me. Yeah. And I did on my season. I did twelve five minute TV sets, <sighs> not re- repeating stuff. So my brain doesn't click together small sets like that. So that was. You know that was the, that must the, have been a big challenge. Twelve, I did twelve five minute sets, and other other seasons, so a whole hour of almost yeah, because every material. I got challenged almost every episode. So you perform, and then the next show. And for people uh, that don't understand why that would be a big deal, here's why it would be a big deal for a guy like John or a guy like me. We, we have similar writing styles that we we go into a, a bit, and that bit will will squeeze every thought out of that bit and use it to transition to another bit. And those segues are kind of difficult to do, but it's very important to make sure that the, the material flows seamlessly together. If there's a hiccup in the subjects, then the audience can pick up on it and it doesn't click with their brain as much. So it's really hard to do these little five-minute sets and break them up because oftentimes one bit will lead into another yeah. bit and one bit by itself may only be like two minutes, but it causes a 10-minute bit because it's the catalyst for all this other stuff that comes after it, which you really just 
just can't get away with in a five minute set like no. that. It's real. And then if you're used to not memorizing, but telling stories that way to go. So what's with McDonald's? I was in a car recently. I hate flying and do yeah. that. Your brain doesn't usually it's harder for me to, let's say, know or, or remember perfectly a four and a half minute set than it would be for an hour and a half. So do you think like because it's so disjointed for me? So that do you think that that it must have helped you too as a comic? Just the challenge of doing that. Well, I did. I so yeah. So it was all those sets, and then the very you know literally the next day when I when I was performing when you know, a bunch of theaters, I felt the need to write a new hour as fast as possible because people wouldn't want to hear what they just heard for nine weeks of network television. Of course. So, but so out of the fifteen years leading up to last comic. I wrote what I think was a funnier hour, and I've gotten more out of that hour as far as development deals and mm -hmm. pitching stuff to networks uh, in probably two or three months. Just out of sheer fear of, I need to come up with new material to survive, or this is going to stop. Louis C.K. just had a video that uh, I found on the internet, somebody posted on the message board, uh, where he's talking about George Carlin and how... George Carlin inspired him that after like 15 years, he was doing the same act, like literally for 15 years. And then he was listening to Carlin talk about how he does comedy, how he does it. And he throws the whole hour away every year and starts with a new one. And, you know, and that Louis thought it was so crazy. And he was actually like crying in the car while he was listening to this because he was like, is it a moment where it's like, I fucking hate what I'm doing? I hate right. my stand up. But because I, I, of that, that challenge, look how good he is now. And and it's funny. I, I think habits are definitely contagious. You hang out with certain people that do certain things, you'll do that. I just saw uh, Louis in San Francisco. I had a show, and then I went to his midnight show and watched him. Mm -hmm. And I left in the week after I just saw this a couple of weeks ago. On stage, I think I did 15 minutes of new stuff just because... The, the ceiling was raised. You're like, mm -hmm. you go, oh, I do really well. I crush it. And then you see somebody who is working on a new hour. And from I heard from the club, he went there Wednesday, figured out some stuff. And by Sunday, they go, in those four days, his stuff became so tight because he'd mm -hmm. go home and he'd write. So it inspired me to go, right. I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm gonna do the same thing. And, and so yeah. restructuring everything for that reason where you yeah. just get bored on stage. Yeah, getting inspired by other comics is the greatest fucking thing ever. It's a humbling thing, you know. You, you see someone who's really killing it. And it's like just how like a regular person watches stand-up and they can't really quite believe that someone can do that. There's a lot of people that watch stand-up and they can't imagine themselves doing it. Well, that same feeling, you get kind of get that same feeling when you watch someone who's really great at it. When you watch someone who's really great at it, you're like, whoa, this motherfucker's just hitting heights. Like you don't yeah. even want to know if you can do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even you, can, you don't even want to think about it. All you want to do is just get to work. Yeah, it's kind of like when that guy ran the, you know, first four-minute yeah. mile. Yeah. And then everybody else started falling in. They're like, oh, except, there's a whole nother level here. Yeah, except you can't. You can think about running fast. You can't think about getting funnier. You know what I'm saying? You just have to work. You right. just have to work at it. But when you, when I say you can't think about getting funny, or what you can, that's it's that's wrong. I mean, you can be unhappy and decide to improve, yeah. but that you can't be thinking about it while you're up there. I have to be funnier. I have to be funnier. You just have to be in that fucking groove. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. can't be thinking like that's a, th a thing that people don't understand. Like you can't think I'm going to try to be funny. You can't. Yeah. No. You're right. Right. right? And, and I always tell younger comics, the, the guys who hang out with, like, open micers with notebooks at, at, at coffee houses, they kind of learn to write that way, and they kind of stay at that way. I tell young guys, we got any advice? Yeah, uh, every Friday night, come here and watch a, uh, somebody who's been doing it for 20 years and see what you don't like, see what you do like, and start figuring out that way. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking tricky game, this stand-up comedy. But it, 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 for me, in this, this last week, this happened after 23 years and, and how I write. Uh, I, I saw Louie, got motivated in a sense of, okay, I'm going to start challenging myself there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I decided to rework the my entire act, like in this crazy, no one will know the system that I have. But yet it, it got me really, really excited to do stand-up. So this whole week when I was in Tampa. No one will know the system that you have. What do you mean? I want, I, now this sounds like if you were watching, you would never know that this went down. But I want to construct my whole act as the hero's journey. Like in every movie you see about 10 minutes into the movie, something crazy happens to the character that spins him off in the movie. Well, I'm trying to put my whole act together where at 10 minutes in, I, I, I tell you, I don't, I don't know if I got to make a decision. I might want to get divorced. And then suddenly the crowd's like, what? And then it's my journey and then the thing. I got this huge master plan. It's how I've always done my act, but I'm really going to try to hit beats. Where suddenly, so we, that means you're going to have an, a romantic part in the middle of it too. It's going to be romantic, be and then there's going to be a switch. Where you're like but you would never know. But listening, you're just going to laugh. Speaking of romantic, what is this Jim Carrey gay movie you were talking about? <laughs> uh, it's something <laughs> yeah, called like yeah. Philip Mor. I, I I love Philip Morris, and it was a Netflix film. I was like, wow, I like Jim Carrey and Ewan <laughs> McGregor. And then I'm like laying in bed last night after watching Red State, and I I watched it, and I was like disgusted. There was parts where Jim Carrey was fucking guys from behind very violently, and he has like what? a shirt off. And he's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, "Come in me, come in me." What? And I'm like, "What?" That's too far. Th- this is not <laughs> they Ace, v- the line. Ace Ventura is now a fucking <laughs> whatever. And so then, it, then there's a part where Ian McGregor and he's got this horrible bleach hair, and half of it's spent in jail, where like there's just a bunch of gay sex going on in jail, and they make it at the beginning of the movie. They say it's like. This all happened, like this is a real story or something like that. And it is the most craziness movie. <laughs> the most craziness movie? <laughs> trying to censor myself. It's the gayest movie I've ever Why seen. Why can't in my you life. say gayest? Because I don't want to hurt it's anybody's gay. feelings. I don't well, want to hurt retards' feelings. Well, you're not. Well, hold on. <laughs> Two guys having sex with each other is pretty gay. <laughs> Brian. That was a joke. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, oh, Brian. No, oh, no. Brian. No, but it was <laughs> that very... needs to be on a shirt. It was really... <laughs> yeah. It was the weirdest thing seeing two guys just making out that you're... Like, it was like... So Jim Carrey was like... for comedy. On mouth, mouth to mouth. Like, like you're making out with a Jedi. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He, Ewan McGregor was just making out with dudes? Yes. Tongue? And, the whole no, thing? Jim Carrey was just fucking super gay. And it yeah, was, why, I don't need to see that. It's awful, you know what I mean? Dude. You know how, like, when most rated R movies, you never, like, see a girl's pussy? Like, they never, yeah, they like, never bend over and show you their pussy? Right. But, yeah, you'll see them naked. It's like, it's okay. I yeah, understand. Right. I understand that this is going on. If there's a guy kissing another guy... I feel like you don't have to show me their tongues touching. I yeah. believe you. <laughs> yeah. That's when you reach, you're going to the refrigerator, get some bagel bites, start yeah. microwaving those, look down for, yeah. Yeah, you want to freak me out? Get <laughs> yeah. dudes touching tongues that I know are straight. That's why it's so hard. When you got a straight actor and another straight actor and you're making them make out, what kind of crazy they're fucking gay fantasy is this? They're- the whole movie is based on dirty, raunchy, gay really? sex. Too. How many? How it's many like times they took Brokeback Mountain. They were like, "Dude, we're gonna go times two. You know, we're just gonna <laughs> really? have it. Jim Carrey and a fucking Jedi just fucking everywhere and butt sex and sex." God. It, was it a comedy or is it a like a? Absolutely not funny. The whole time I was sitting there, it's supposed like to I'm be. A, I'm, I'm asleep, so my girlfriend wouldn't think I was gay watching this movie. Was it like? But is it supposed to be a funny movie? <laughs> Huh? Is it no. supposed to be a comedy? Like, to, I don't think Rotten so. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71%. Oh, That's pretty goddamn strong. I, I, they're all <laughs> cocksuckers at Rotten Tomatoes. 
Damn, huh? we need to see this. Allegedly. We don't know everybody <laughs> Allegedly. There. We wow. know. Roger Ebert loves man-to-woman sex. I need to see this. Officer turned con man who makes the leap it. to white-collar criminal after being sent to prison. You don't need to see it, man. Also, <laughs> the whole movie, Jim Carrey... doesn't Carey, say anything about crazy butt sex in here. The whole movie, Jim Carrey's... Uh, looked so weird. I couldn't tell if he was wearing a wig or if he just had the creepiest hair ever. Like if he was in character, like because it was kind of like Forrest Gump for gay people or something like that. Like no, he's like, I then went to prison, decided to suck that guy's dick. You know, like he had like a. It was from Texas. That it took place in Texas, right? And it was like they all had that little twang like that, right? Know, like bubble shrimp, you know. But it, it, it I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> Butt sex. <laughs> You were talking about butt sex and Jim Carrey and oh oh, but Jim Carrey looked really creepy, like like he had like this weird foreline like head headline. I can't tell if it's just right. really his hairs like receding or right. he had like a weird Dumb and Dumber kind of like haircut and it it was creepy on top of already a creepy movie. How Jim you- Carrey's a good actor, man. Yeah, There's it- a lot of people that don't give that guy credit. He can fucking freak you out. That that cable guy thing. Yeah, remember when he played that cable guy? That was a weird role, man. He he played that good. He can do some shit, man. I'm, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. I know a I lot of too. people, you know, there's something that people think about him being like real big and silly, like Ace Ventura, that somehow or another there's something wrong with that. Like it's pandering or it's lowbrow or whatever. I just think he's funny. I do. I don't, I don't need to be intellectualized with my funniness. Now you know imagine I mean? him sucking a dick. Watch this movie. I can't. <laughs> He's, he even has that hair too, where it goes down, like kind of like River he was Phoenix. Sucking a dick? Dude, he was sucking dick, fucking oh. guys in asses. He was like not showing it, obviously, but it was very good. But they did show him kissing. Oh, they showed him making out with tongues. There was spit sling between the guys. I'd lips. almost rather see a dude fucking a guy in the ass than kissing him. Yeah, with the spit sling <laughs> yeah, right? too. Spit sling. It's, it's the least of a dude. Yeah, because kissing is disgusting, regardless. Well, I know God. a dude with the hard on is very confused as it is. <laughs> You know, a dude right. with a heart on is basically just a sperm machine. You're just managing this fucking unstoppable sperm machine that's right. on autopilot. That's what a dude with a heart on is. So if you just woke up and you found your dick in a guy's ass, like, God damn it, now what to do? Right. There's a big difference. But kissing, that's like a thing. I hope, do I go in first? Do I tilt my head? You're really thinking about. Yeah, guys fuck guys in prison, but I bet they don't kiss too much. You know, probably don't kiss dudes in prison. They made it sound probably like not. too. They made it sound like the whole thing with the prison system was like you could either get you know soap or you can get uh, sand to clean yourself in the shower. You get soap if you suck my dick. You know things like that. Like they made it seem like the prison system was all completely <laughs> about sucking dick. Like if you want your mail, you have to suck my dick. It might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't, it no, might be, man. I, I just I want to know if this is one a true story. I don't think it is or not. But but two, if the what? guy. If, if I want to know, I want to know if it's a Jewish story. Based yeah, on most Jewish movies. Story. Are, I, wanna, right? I, I, I was too most tired because it was are. like six a.m. I was too tired to like <laughs> Google the guy's real name to see if it was a real story or not. I bet it is. I bet oh, get the fuck out I, of here! I, did. I bet it, it happened at the Abbey. Didn't I just look it up? Huh? Yeah, Didn't I, I don't just know. look it up? See if it's a real story. That's all I want to know. What, oh, a no. real story of just a guy hooking up with no, another like a, guy? A, a real guy about a scam artist that just loved to suck dick. And- Bad Santa co-screenwriters Glenn Ficara and John Requa. 
Sorry, oh, guys, if I said your name wrong. Bad Santa. Team up. Totally bad Santa. Yeah. Well, these guys are psychos. Those bad Santa <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah. Those guys are psychos. Oh, I need to see this, man. Hey, they're probably just sitting around like, let's see Jim Carrey suck some dick. Dude, I need to see this. I did not know that this was such a fabulous movie. I never, yeah. Would you imagine just sitting going, I'll, I'll, I'm going to write a script. You know what? Let's, and you sit down and your first thought is, guy sucking dick. Oh, it was, it was That's a, not like that. Don't, don't Might be Jim like, Harry how can I do an action man. movie where guys. Why not, dude? Listen, if yeah, you listen can make a really good movie, movie about guys sucking dick good for you man maybe this movie <laughs> Brian disagrees on a lot of movies maybe this is an amazing movie because look it has 71% on Rotten Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes 71% I think that I think the biggest thing was seeing Jim Carrey do it okay. you have to watch here's, a happy here's, McGregor here's the big here's the big test ready here's the big test okay I, I say I trust Rotten Tomatoes. I say Rotten right. Tomatoes generally represents how I feel about movies. So right. It's pretty accurate. Yep. So let's type in Boondock Saints. And this will this this will be it for me. Type type in Red State. Oh, I wrote Boondock Saints. <laughs> John, have you seen this Jim Carrey movie? No, I have not. Will you watch it? Not not after that ring. I, I just know. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather see you. Seventeen percent. Okay. Yeah. Look, Rotten Tomatoes is on point. Rotten Tomatoes is on point. All right. Dude. Type in Red if State. If it says seventy-one, then that movie. Type is in good. Red State. Don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. Yeah, but you so loved Red State. That doing. was like the best movie ever. Think right? about what you're doing. <laughs> I haven't seen. I don't know what it 40%. is. Forty percent. That's. Yeah. Hmm. I really liked that movie. I thought it was way better than that. But I've talked to people online who didn't like it, man. Rotten Tomatoes is not accurate 100%. I think it is, and I think Philip Morris might be the best butt-fucking movie <laughs> in the history of the movies. I think I gotta go with that. I wish Rotten Tomatoes was just tuned in to what you like. You know, you could say, What's, give, give me your favorite movies. Maybe there's a program like that. You could say, give me your favorite movies. What, what, what music do you listen to? You married, single, divorced. How old are you? Right. Are you healthy? Do you exercise? Throw that shit stoned? into are a computer. Are you drunk? Are you sleepy every time you, you want yeah. to watch a movie? Just tell me what's good out there, man. Do you eat? Do you go to Cheesecake before the movie and get but, full? What but do you then do? that problem is that you'll never expand. You'll never become someone other than who you are. They'll just keep giving you the same influences. I know iTunes with their genius. They kind of do that with music. They do. It's you pretty know? dope. And a lot of times it's pretty. You go, yeah, I would have put together this playlist. I just got Apple TV. Oh, yeah, Dude, I've had it. I've had it for years. Fucking oh, it's, awesome! It's, it's beautiful. No, it's incredible. Have you, have you done the thing where you uh, you film video with your your phone and no. then you just push a button and it plays oh, it you on flick your flick it? Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. That the uh, the the ability to play songs from your phone. Yeah. I was listening to one of you guys' podcast on you know because yeah. there's a podcast thing and yeah. popped up and. Just hit play. The most amazing thing is I went to documentaries. Just I'm thinking, you know, what, what do they got? They got fucking page after page after yeah. page oh, yeah. of all the best documentaries. I watched. I, I got Red State. I rented Red State. Dude, they have like everything. That. The corporation. They have uh, like uh, pretty much every documentary, mainstream documentary I've ever seen is on uh, this Apple thing. I watched the Man on all a Wire one that yeah. the other night in Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, there's a, a there's a lot of obscure. There's a lot of obscure documentaries. 
documentaries that don't make it to there, I'm sure. But they had Driven, the Jens yeah. Pulver documentary, which is pretty obscure. Even in the world of mixed martial arts, I don't know a lot of people who know about it, you know? It's and got they Vimeo. Have you, you have your Vimeo channel on there now. Wow. You, I just sit there and watch all the fucking podcasts, you know, that we do at Death Squad from on my Apple TV. We That's have the incredible. Whole, the whole thing on there. And and the, the only thing I liked uh, about Roku that was better, which was the exact, it's the exact same thing pretty much, one's Apple, but one's Did you say you have the, your Death Squad podcast on Vimeo? Yeah. How do you have them on Vimeo? Just upload them onto uh, Vimeo every time we do one. We should do that with this, too. Yeah. Why don't we do that with this? I don't know. Should, okay, let's do that with this. Make a list, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I more mean, of a statement than a yeah. than a. Hey, what do you do? You think we should? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you do that with this site? Uh, well, business stuff. I'll tell you later. Oh, business um, stuff. Well, um, uh, okay. You, if you want to talk about it on air, we can. Not really. All right. Can. Then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it might be might be tricky. Uh, yeah. So, anyways. Um, but so, yeah, no, no, Apple so TV. So it's on is, your. You can watch the Death Squad and listen to it, or yeah, just on, watch on it on the Vimeo channel. You watch it and listen to it. It's you know you're out, just laying in bed. And you, watch so it. you're you're filming your stuff on Vimeo as well as putting it on UStream. No, I'm just taking my. See what happens is UStream for me uh, crashes all the time because right. I have ads and commercials where you got you know privileged to get all that taken away. Uh, for my watchers, they hate. Right. Using the stir- service, which is understandable, some of some of the stuff. Yeah, a lot and of people complain about those ads. So like they I, stop the whole screen, right. and you miss a chunk of the podcast. Right. So I took all my uh, stuff uh, after it's broadcast live. I take it off UStream mm-hmm. uh, and put it on Vimeo, just because I have a pro account. I never used Vimeo, and now that Apple TV started Vimeo on the Apple TV, I was like, you know what? I'm moving everything to Vimeo now because Vimeo, my YouTube accounts always get canceled. They always get busted. Like I had a director account, which I don't know you when you first uh, signed up for YouTube back in the day, mm-hmm. if you made longer videos that were like over 10 minutes, which is what the limit was at that time, uh, you could apply for a thing called a director account, which gave you access to put movies on there. Like YouTube was trying to reach out to like small independent directors. I got that account. They stopped that a, a year later. And now the only you have like fifteen minute limits on YouTube. Nobody has any longer unless you're a company. How come I see that though sometimes? Because like all hour. the director accounts got grandfathered. Oh, okay. oh wow! So YouTube recently took my director account away, so I can't do that on YouTube anymore. Yeah, we used to be able to upload longer shit, and I remember I tried to upload uh, one of the podcast uh, video blogs that we do on Vimeo. Mm-hmm. We have 10 of them up there, and uh, what we do is after we have uh, an interview, we, we sit down, we videotape, like, oh, that was fun. We shoot the shit for a little bit and get to just whatever. It's just something else to do, you know, it's just right, fun. Right. You know, so we started putting those up on Vimeo, but they're, like, way better quality than YouTube, and they let you put, like, 15, 20 minutes. They don't give a fuck, you know, like, do as long as you want. YouTube is, like, smaller and shittier quality. I guess some some of the YouTubes are, are, are nice HD now too, right? Right, right. Yeah, but that's why I use but Vimeo. But that's that, HD. Usually Vimeo just looks better, doesn't it? Well, Vimeo actually from testing used to be. I mean, H- YouTube do, does a great job with their HD stuff. If you do it right, you follow the right codecs, they're they're perfect, and they're in more devices, they're in more phones. They actually have it down pat. Vimeo is kind of cool. It's a smaller company. I wouldn't say. I think they're up to par now. That but for a while, I thought YouTube HD was actually a lot better. But our shit looks better on Vimeo than it looks on YouTube. Um, How come? 
well, you, you might see the one of the things that YouTube is when you're watching a video on YouTube, it always defaults to like a lot of times it defaults to the lowest uh, resolution. resolution. And so, so you have if to reset, it, like Vimeo always puts you in HD when you're on their page. So oh. a lot of times that's what it. It's just a simple thing like that. Oh fuck you, YouTube. <laughs> well, why, YouTube has a lot more users. They're things. definitely trying to save bandwidth. There is they settings. There is settings in your YouTube account that makes it so it's always playing HD and always the best, but it's not defaulted to that. Speaking of YouTube, did you? see that video that they just put out of uh, the chimps that were locked up and they never saw sunlight for 30 years they were i believe they were stolen from their mothers at birth and taken to austria and they were used uh, in uh, labs where they were shot up with hepatitis and hiv and then they released them from this and then they, uh, they they let these chimps outside for like the first time ever it was crazy to see. And if you see that and you still think people should be experimenting on chimps, you're a sick fuck. Those fucking things can think, man. Those things can think and they feel and they have emotions. They're smart. And when they got outside and they started seeing the sun, they started jumping up and hugging each other. Oh, man. Hugging each other and looking out and trying to figure out how to, how to walk on the grass and touching things and hugging each other and laughing. Dude, wow. that is that is... The craziest thing that we justify is taking intelligent animals and holding them captive, whether it's dolphins or chimps. That is a fucking weird thing, man. I mean, that is like slavery. It might as well be slavery. If you know how smart a chimp is, locking them up like that, you, you might it might as well be slavery. Imprisoning right. them, stealing them from their mothers. Like, whoa, man. That's, that's pretty fucking rough. You, you're causing some serious pain. Some real emotional pain in these poor animals. Smart fucking animals, too. That's a, it's a weird video, man. It's really creepy. It makes you feel bad to be a person. It makes you feel bad that someone's doing stuff like that. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that go, Fuck you, man. If it wasn't for those things, right. we would be dead. This and that. And really? Are you sure? Yeah, vaccines are awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's, it is awesome that they figured out a way to cure a lot of diseases. You're absolutely right. But at what cost? That cost? Is that the only way to do it? I'm not down with you doing shit to a rabbit. You want to fuck with a rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really bother me. But when they can think, when they're smart, I know rabbits get scared and it sucks to be them, but they're fucking rabbits, man. <laughs> All right? There's, people don't want to hierarch animals, but there's a reason why some animals just sit around and eat and shit and that's it. Right. And then there's other ones that are way stronger that eat those motherfuckers. <laughs> right. That's why those motherfuckers are there. They're food. Right. They might not know it. You know, they think they're just grass eaters. They all serve a little piece, a little piece in the pie. But chimps, chimps are so close to us to lock them up like that and see them come out of this thing. It was really heartbreaking. It was really confusing. You know, it's like, wow, this, this doesn't seem to be something that we should be doing in 2011. It doesn't seem like we should be doing any studies on chimps at this stage it's like we know enough about human beings we know enough about feelings and emotions we know enough about how close they are to us yeah, and yet yeah. we're still willing to do this that's fucked up i'd be better i'd be happier if they were doing it to murderers happier if they were doing <laughs> yeah, it to right. shitheads and rapists you know what i'm saying I mean, there's a lot of confirmed cunts out there right some confirmed jailed up cunts if we wanted their experiments for real why don't we do it on them I mean, people go, you can't do that, it's involuntary. I know. But you know what? So is rape and murder. Yeah. If someone's accused, if someone is guilty of rape and murder, then the question is, how do you know for sure that they're guilty? They didn't just get fucked by the system because they have no money and they couldn't afford a good lawyer. But that How about the aside, ones that go, no, I, I killed all 12 yeah, of them. Yeah, They okay, were sleeping those. in their beds. Yeah. I came through the window and I killed them all. The Ted okay, Bundy's of the world. Yeah. 
Yeah, fucking experiment on them. Leave those chimps alone, man. (laughs) Chimps never did shit to nobody. You don't have to steal them from their mothers. Little baby chimps and fucking put mascara on them and shit. But why don't we? Why why can't we? Because people are pussies. That's why. If we're gonna kill them, you should like the week ahead of time should be all experience. Did it on Jason Bourne and look how that worked out. If I was a member of the Ted Nugent message board, I'd probably (laughs) tell you that what the fuck the problem is is the goddamn liberals. But it, they're right. I mean, it is the liberals. It's the idea of, you know, of constant compassion and, you know, the need to to treat all human beings as absolutely equal despite their past and what they've done. Listen, man, if you're some fucking religious person who's, like, completely recanted from your horrible life and it seems that you've done, you know, like, as much as possible to, to make up for your shitty actions in the past there's people that have made mistakes and have turned their life around i completely totally believe that but then there's also cunts yeah you know it's it's up to us to figure out who the cunts are and just experiment on them man you're on your fourth trip to aruba coming back by yourself even though you and your girlfriend went yeah you did, you should get you know stuff hooked up to your nuts <laughs> there's a, why does it always happen in aruba i know i know I mean, what is it is it people saying no is it girls turning guys down and the guys being mad is it someone getting jealous is it just psychopaths? the last one was a guy who met a girl online flew her to there on vacation his girlfriend is the most recent missing yeah, woman yeah that, that I, I think you might have said that she's probably dead now so that guy he said she's dead yeah, I think. But I would just, any girl listening, if anyone says we should go on our senior trip mm. or maybe go to Aruba, uh, uh, there's other areas you could go. It's so weird, man. But that is something that girls have to really worry about. They have to worry about being killed by a guy. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a possibility. It's a rare possibility. But out of the 300 million people in this country, that's a big number. Every now and then, one or two is going to pop up, and god damn, is it heartbreaking. Some fucking person who's attracted to the opposite sex but doesn't get what he wants so often and is so psychopathic that he, he becomes angry at women and wants to kill them. And they're out there. They're out there. You know? and, and you see at any city you go to, like Vegas or yeah. even around Tampa, girls let their guard down at a point. Well, I'll see. Maybe because I'm older now and just about all of them could maybe be a daughter. Not, not really. But you look and you see them. They're drunk and, they're, and they think that bitchy voice that they have is going to be their protection. You know what I mean? Just yeah. that kind of I'm the drunk chick kind of noise. Well, you that, see them and they're yeah. lost. I don't know where you are. And they're like in an alley in the middle yeah. of Tampa. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, Especially in Vegas, some of them are like little—they're like little children too. It's like you know, you see some girls that are drunk in Vegas that are like twenty years old and hammered, and you're like, "Wow, that's like a little child." Yeah, she's just out there catching dick. I, I know. I was in—you um, <laughs> you know, you don't think of them as little children when you're twenty. You know, when you're twenty, they're just oh, yeah, chicks. Yeah. Now but, you see them. Yeah, but when you're forty and you look at twenty-year-olds, you go, "Wow, it's like they're like childlike." You know, yeah. and some of those poor girls, man. That shit's gonna program their life. Bad experiences when you're hammered at 20 around animals. Yeah. That shit could program your life. It, that yeah. could change the way you behave forever. You know, just a few shitty decisions around the wrong people and the wrong crowd and just changes your opinion. I saw I've, wherever I was performing two weeks ago, the uh, bouncer guy's driving back to the hotel. There's a big, huge dude with some really drunk. Like woman, I bet you she was fifty five, but kind of still scooched out, and she was with another woman. And the woman looked at the big guy and says, "I don't know her. I have her cell phone. I'm going to call her first thing in the morning to this big, huge guy." And the guy didn't look at this other woman. And goes, "Come on, I'm not going to rape or whatever." He just looked at her and went, "Whatever," like that. 
And then this drunk chick got into the car, and then they drove off, and then that woman got got into the car. Wow. <laughs> You're like, what, what do you do? I mean, I think it was a guy picking up a drunk girl, but it was kind of one of those. I had a moment where I could have stolen somebody's uh, uh, girlfriend recently. If if I was that type of guy, Stoller? Well, it was it would have been a cool movie thing. There's this girl <laughs> at the gas station, and she's got a tub of aloe about this big, and aloe vera, yeah, Gel. and a big thing of ice, and she's icing. The guy has one of those crotch rocket motorcycles, yeah, uh, and it was about 110 outside, and she obviously burnt her leg on the exhaust, right? So hey. the, so now they're at the you know sitting by the gas right. pump. The guy's putting all this stuff on, all this aloe. He's got his leather jacket, motorcycle. She looks so pissed. Like, I mean, we've all seen pissed off girls before, but the look of just, and he come out, he even came out with one of those roses. And she got it and just set it down. Like, if I was like one of those douchebaggy guys, all I would have had to done is just stick out my hand like every movie and go, take my hand. And put her in my Jeep and drove away. That guy would have been left right there. That's ridiculous that you would think that that would work. Yeah, right. What do you think you are? How uh, overconfident Prince? are you? <laughs> Prince? You, you know, you're like one of those guys like, watch, she's going to turn around and look at me. No! Yeah. No! The, the, yeah. <laughs> the deal is, I, I had a car, though. She doesn't have, didn't so have to get what? back onto a motorcycle. you think that's all you have to do at is that have moment, a car? Yeah, she was probably when pregnant. The, when yeah. when yeah. the girl was putting it's aloe baby. and ice on the inside of her leg. Yes, I, that's right, what I mean. I could have stole Right then, you because are of this so situation. delusional. Yeah, I could, have taken my hand. That could have been a very good relationship, and a guy just yeah. got a motorcycle, and he was new on <laughs> motorcycles, and they had a great time riding together. And unfortunately, she burnt her leg, but she loves him, and yeah. she loves being with Not him. Not to look and on you her face. You just come along and like take my hand. Yeah, yeah. I would have said it just like you that. You need too. way better words too. <laughs> okay, take Aladdin. my hand is not enough. Yeah. Well, but you did you do that in movies? Do you trust yeah, me? I could have said. Do you that. trust me? Yeah. Take my hand if you want to live. I could have said. No, you need something better than that. Yeah. But that would have been the time. No. I have four wheels. No, because look, he just made a mistake, and the guy came back. He was being nice. He brought a rose. It's a nice gesture. He's obviously a nice person. He feels bad about it. He's never going to relive that mistake. And you come along and you just try to steal it. You're ridiculous. (laughs) He's never going to relive that mistake. Yeah, you might no, be he, hating. You have a bag of cocaine and $100. <laughs> that would have worked more no, than that shit. That doesn't work to a girl that just got off a motorcycle and has a what burnt leg. Uh, cocaine and $100. She's like, Dude. I have a burn on my leg. I don't want any cocaine. She wants air conditioning and didn't, you know, pants. And not have to ride outside. Hey, I got a great cartoon to start watching. If you want to show your little kids like a cartoon that they can fall in love with, but it will be awesome for you on top of it while being stoned, it's the best for that. It works double level. Double level cartoon. It's called Adventure Time. And it's just... Adventure Time? Yeah, it is the most ridiculous fucking cartoon I've ever seen in my life. And I'm so addicted to it. And it's mm. great for kids. Kids will just yeah. fucking sit there and love it to death. Because it's all about princesses and princes. Oh, and, really? And adventures with dragons and horses. But it is trippy as fuck. And what fuck. is it on? Uh, it's on Cartoon Network. It's on all the time. Like, I, I just DVR'd it. Like, I schedule it. And I think I got seven yesterday. So oh, dope. Cool. I'll <laughs> check that out. Is it an animation one? Or is it like... Oh, yeah. It's animation. It's kind of put to the same animation style as a game called Katamari. But it's very simple, but very trippy. Like, a lot of dragons mm. and... And swords and when you say that it works yeah. on both levels, is it like Pee Wee's Playhouse? Kind of, but not the new P- Pee Wee's Playhouse. There's a new Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, there's have a these, new one. Yeah, no, they I have they have it. it on Showtime, and they, he what he did is he did like a live thing throughout you know like Los Angeles for a while, and then he took it on the road. I think he went to New York, and he had like a live show of the the Playhouse, and they filmed it for I think Showtime or HBO. But I uh, try watching it, and it's like completely. Uh, 
weird now. Is it weird because you know he was beaten off in a movie theater watching? No, it's weird because <laughs> it's like dicks. it's like he still looks pretty good. Like he still looks pretty much like Pee Wee, but it's just off a teeny bit, and where you're like, wait. He has a double chin now. That's so odd. Oh, well, he's you know getting what I mean? fat. He's getting <laughs> you know? kind of older. Yeah, right. He's got this oh. little puffiness to him that, that just kind of—I don't know. It's—it's kind of weird. I would like people to see still go see Kiss though, and it's kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see the video of Pee Wee Herman getting busted beating off though. Do you know how awesome that would be to have the video? Of him with his tongue out. <laughs> yeah, it was Man. in slow and motion. And they come over and yeah. tell him to put his fucking dick away and get up. Well, how would you and nowadays, he would, have, he would have been even bigger than he was. That would have propelled him oh, to... Oh, yeah. I, I know, right? That. Well, would, that's the funny thing about that. A lot of times when things like that happen, there's a backlash. But it was sort of like an anti-backlash with Pee Wee Herman. They like liked him more, you know? Yeah, now he would have made more money if you go Car- you, you Kardashian why, route. And- you know why they liked him more? Because he's gay. He's a gay guy that got caught jerking off in public. Yeah. This is my theory. If he's a straight guy that got caught jerking off in public, it might be a little more creepy. But as a gay guy, you're like, poor little fella. He's got nowhere to beat off. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, didn't he lose his TV show? He easy. can't be open about it. He's got to go watch straight people fuck and concentrate on the dicks. <laughs> you know, can't even go to a gay place because he's famous. He's got a little but when that happened, though, didn't he lose his show? And actually it knocked him. You know, he was really popular. That happened. And then... People took took him off the show, like so. He kind of lost. Might be right. I might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. I I, I think that's what happened. In the court of public opinion, maybe in his his financial world, it devastated him. I don't know. The court of public opinion, I felt like he did better. I don't know. What what other show did he have? A show still? Because it was not that. It was a long ass time ago. That when was last time Playhouse was on? He had the two movies that came after Playhouse. That oh, this was probably in the late '80s where he got arrested. No, but like at its height of popularity in Pee-wee's Big yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Like, so it probably got arrested in the early 90s? I'm, I'm I remember I'm I went to see Pee-wee's Playhouse with my then-girlfriend at the time, who was also very silly. She was a silly girl. She was a good person to go see movies with. And we were fucking crying laughing. I thought it was the funniest yeah. thing I had ever seen. I was like, I was a huge Pee-wee Herman fan. You know? Yeah, it was just yeah. so, was so cool. ridiculous. Tom Large Marge sent you. Yeah, we would do that all the time. <laughs> you know, here's somebody so silly. Yeah, you just have all these random. Yeah, like, even the way he would like be in love with the girl and bring her flowers and stuff. It was so bizarre. It's like, God, what a fun! Mo- it was like a fun, silly movie. Do you know? Do you know our friend Jeff Scott is like the number one Pee Wee Herman uh, impersonator? Yeah, I used yeah. to remember watching PM Magazine, which was a show in I think the Midwest. I don't even think it was no ever, PM Magazine. Was I, I had it in Detroit. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they they interviewed him. I remember watching that episode, and then re- now just finding a couple that was years back later. when uh, uh, there was a show called. Kids are people too. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's incredible. You remember that? That's incredible. What was the other one that came on right before the? Right? I was always a uh, real no real people. That was the original YouTube. It was real that's people. That's incredible. Was the original <laughs> yeah. YouTube? I mean, <laughs> I love. The, remember the old uh, Ed McMahon uh, people, practical joke show that used to be really big? Oh yeah, it was um, uh, TV's bloopers and practical jokes. Yeah, it was and it Clark. had the cartoons from uh, the game show with the whammies. Yeah, what's yeah. that? What's that, what's that called? Uh, I don't know. No whammies, no whammies. Stop pressure luck. They used to have those whammies. Yeah. And that and for some reason those whammies were so popular that yeah. when that game show was canceled, they were like, We're gonna use the whammies on this show now. And it was <laughs> really? just like it was like, wow, you're just using cartoons from a different game they show. They just on. continued the whammy tradition. Yeah, it was 
I looked Weird. up. I watched a real people episode on YouTube recently, and it was real all just people. it was all just real crazy. People. And then we're gonna go to Wisconsin where this guy may can jump five thousand feet into trees. It was like all just <laughs> random, Weird random shit. stuff. And if you look at it, like it's this person has every Coke can ever made. Oh, wow. they all would have their own shows now. If you look how crazy these people are, yeah. every one of them would have a show on Discovery or an A and E. There'd be a reality show about every story what? that the people that. Byron Allen was like... What the fuck is with these pawn shop shows? Uh, They're all fake, that, too. I thought I they had hit the bottom when they were following guys who were driving on slippery roads. Yeah. Ice road truckers. Yeah, yeah. The road is slippery. Yeah. He's in a truck. Seven it's years, every, nobody's falling in. Yeah, it's n- the same once. fucking show every week. The guys on the icy road, oh, it's getting slippery. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was dumb until I watched one of these auction shows the other day. No, a pawn shop show, rather, where the dude, wasn't even a pawn shop show, it was like a bargain sort of a show. He shows up, a guy's got a sign. He goes, uh, how much do you want for the sign? Go, oh, I'm not looking to sell it. What if I give you 500 bucks? No, 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 I don't think I that'd be so. enough. What if I gave you 1000 bucks? Well, now you're making me think. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. This is a show? My this is a show? Is the one with the two brothers and one guy fixes no everything idea. and one guy buys everything? I didn't I get that far. I didn't get that far. They were just trying to buy a Coca-Cola sign from some dude. Yeah, they, I wanted to punch the screen. But, but it's a hundred times better than that show on uh, True TV, that pawn shop show that's completely fake, but, but yet everyone but on the show stars. Too, man. They're this all was fake. fake too. It's like the only thing in it for the person watching was you want to find out how it ended. How it, did it get resolved? It's like this, but it's like the lowest level. Level entertainment ever. It's a guy like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Nope, that's not enough. I'll give you five hundred bucks. Well, now you're making me think. Like, and then the cash And then you're sitting there with your mouth should... open, waiting to see. You think he's gonna buy the sign? <laughs> I don't know. Is he gonna buy it? I'm it's pretty uh, close. Yeah. Oh, he bought it. Crazy. Like, I miss the days when the pawn, you know, pawn shop owners had a gimp, and that was all that went down. They're all creeps, right? They're all, They're all and they all have an stolen. expert. They're like, well, luckily I called the expert of uh, 1822 bullets. No, you don't. Pawn, pawn guys don't have a team of experts. Most pawn shop guys are kind of creepy, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, what, I mean, I've, what, what I've known about pawn shops is pool hall dudes who always would sell stolen shit to pawn shops. Yeah, they don't you have know? a guy showing going in there showing you trying to sell pool cues to buy crack. And I know a dude who had a housekeeper, and they caught the housekeeper selling shit to pawn shops. They found their shit. They traced some of the, one of their things. It turned out it was sold at a certain pawn shop. Their fucking housekeeper was stealing their shit and bringing it to pawn shops. Oh, that would yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. Can you imagine yeah. having a pawn shop that was also a check cashing place? You know how much, oh, so how crazy. popular that would be? Yeah, you'd be robbed. Well, they give you cash there, so it's technically yeah, actually it would be the wrong thing. You you wouldn't want a, a check crashing place there. No, but it's like yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's just an all for one. They for that get, kind of, They don't have any money. Look, my, don't, my dad, don't start my this dad, business. My it's dad not gonna does, work. My dad does not go to cash checking places or pawn shops. So it <laughs> seems like the the people, the clientele of those two places seem like they would enjoy a place that they can go to do both. If they have to. I guess that makes sense, but it doesn't make sense because it's two totally different things. Like, you're totally broke. You have no right. money coming in, so you sell a stolen TV. Right. You know, that's well, a difference between having there a check also. to cash. Because my dad. dispensary. <laughs> well, give everything in your dad club, won't do. In a bar. Didn't you, say all you, in one. didn't you say you got your dad high once? No. <laughs> no. Can you not talk about that? No. I... Okay. I didn't get him high. I just... Right. It was when they ha- I had a thing of uh, weed soda and... As it tastes like cola, and he was like, "You got anything to drink?" And I gave him some weed soda. Do you ever? Uh, well, what happened? <laughs> he was having a great time, laughing and telling funny stories and giggling. It was it was awesome. 
Yeah. Did you <laughs> tell him? It, it, did you tell him that you could have a day like this every day? Dad? No, because we were drinking wine also. So I, uh, I think he just probably thought that, wow, that was some good wine. Why don't you just tell him that you <laughs> gave him some weed soda? <laughs> Well, Come on, man. Uh, that's great. No, that's Why do you think that generation... Hold on, hold on a second, oh, though. Why don't you tell him? Huh? Why won't you tell him? Dad, you had a great time because you were you were drinking weed soda. Because he has a job, and if they knew about that... Oh, they that, P-test you? <laughs> that, everyone lives in California. Well, dude, a lot of places don't P-test their employees. I don't think I don't think it's like the majority <laughs> yes, of places. I had to fucking pee test to work at Gateway. <laughs> you have yeah, to pee test to work at Starbucks. Not any Starbucks people. They can't smoke weed because they get what? pee tested. Hold on a second. <laughs> Stop it. Yes, you're talking about baristas. Most most, re, most major jobs you have to pee test. Brian, I do not think you're right. I do not think you have to pee test to work I had at to Starbucks. Test twice. Did you just hold on? But did you just make that up? Did you just make that up? I had to pee test twice to work at Gateway. Did you just Gateway, make that up Starbucks. about Starbucks? No, Google it. We have Google right here. Please. Starbucks employees. That's incredible if it's true. What? If it's true, I'm going to start going to Coffee Bean. <laughs> Any major company has to do it for insurance reasons, though. That's, really? Yeah. It's 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 uh, it's like a, the rule, you know, for uh, for most big companies that their insurances are so high that they have to do shit like that. At the Starbucks where I worked as a barista, there was no drug testing. No drug testing was ever performed. The thing is, working at it. They certainly did not do random drug testing either. As far as drug testing, if you get injured while working, I do not know what the policy is. But Starbucks is not really a laid-back place to work. Um, okay, well, Starbucks doesn't. But what the fuck, bro? But, but lot, <laughs> you can't of, just say like, they do. A lot of places do, though. When I oh, yeah. when I work, but Brian, Joe, say, I, but I'm, saying that Starbucks does to work as a fucking barista all right, is a ridiculous I, I, thing. Right, and you like you don't say stop, <laughs> I, man. I misspoke can... with Starbucks. What I was talking about is most companies nowadays do require drug testing. I, I don't worked. Think it's most companies. I worked at a lot of places, Joe. Not long ago. Seven years ago, I was waiting tables. I worked at a lot of companies that drug tested. I had to do it all the time okay. and buy well, fake Joe's urine. got some terrible news so for what, you today, by the what way. What percentage? <laughs> Max and Irma's. What percentage do you uh, think? What percentage of companies drug test their Out of like the last five real jobs I had, I probably got drug tested at three of those five jobs. And these I, are I would divine jobs. the search by going, what, <laughs> Fortune 500? Because they yeah, would but, have the money to do it. That's not normal. It's pretty normal for companies to drug test outside of California. It, um, that's all I'm saying is that I wasn't saying Starbucks as like Starbucks. I'm saying companies like Starbucks and things like that. Ma- okay. Major companies. I would. I was surprised. <laughs> Are you ready? Starbucks. Are you ready for reality? Okay, here it is. Major laboratory testing company offered the cheery news recently that the percentage of American workers who tested positive for illegal drugs last year was the lowest ever. So people are testing. The cheery news is that people are used not to doing be, drug as much because exactly. they're buying shit at waterbed stores like myself called Waterbeds and Company, and it was like twenty dollars. He's talking about drugs. Forty dollar investment. People aren't. What? Isn't it what that quote saying is that he that he's has good news that people aren't testing positive for yeah, drugs. Yeah, what are you talking about waterbeds? Uh, at, they sell at head shops in Ohio and in the Midwest. They don't have head shops like marijuana stores, so they sell like they have companies like waterbed stores that sell head stuff. Supplies in it. There's a place called Waterbeds and stuff in Ohio. Okay, and, did you expect anyone else to know? That? Well, I was explaining it. Then you stopped no, me. You yes, I was. I was just getting to this point. <laughs> oh anyway, they sell part. for forty dollars. He's so feisty today. What's going <laughs> yeah, on? With him? Yeah, yeah. It's your fucking sativa sticks. <laughs> I, I got. 
Uh, no, but, you need to learn how to handle that shit, son. <laughs> but 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 uh, they they sell this shit that you drink that you drink right before you take a drug test, and so what you're pretty much doing is you're pissing out the shit that's kind of like. Water, you think that's what happened? They just did a big thing in. How uh, come I can't answer this question? I'm I'm answering this question. What percentage of companies drug test their employees? I pump this into Google. Give me an answer. Bitch. It's funny how long Google questions, how now when you f- first came out, you pick up two words, like drug testing. Now you go, screw it. I'm just going to write an entire paragraph and see what happens. Yeah. But in Florida, they had um, they, they tested everybody on welfare. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like that's a big thing is you have to get tested, drug tested before you get the welfare check. 98% passed. Whoa. Hold on a second. Listen to this shit. <laughs> A 2006 survey by the Society for Human Resource Management found that 84% of employers required new hires to hirees to pass drug screenings. 84%. You've been in California too long, Jeff. And 39% <laughs> randomly tested employees after they were hired. Holy shit. In addition, 73% tested workers when drug use was suspected. And 58% required testing after accidents on the job. Whoa. What the fuck, man? That's, that's a lot of new hires that you do. That's horrible. That is a horrible thing, man. 84% of employers were crying, requiring people to take drug tests. Wow. That's incredible. That's so discriminatory. You know, especially for things that stay in your system but aren't as damaging, like weed. Whereas cocaine is out of your system. You take it on a Friday, you'll you'll pass a drug test on a Monday. Mm. It's a quick thing. It gets out of your system quick. Unless I think they test your hair. I think if they test your hair, they can find it a little longer. And at the waterbed store, they have a shampoo that you put on the hair if they do test your hair. And that's really? what it's crazy that this waterbed store <laughs> no, in Columbus, not, Ohio, is <laughs> still in business. It should be called one Stuff waterbed. and Waterbeds, yeah. not Waterbed and Stuff. I love that store. I love waterbeds and stuff. You gotta go do it next time you're in Ohio. I don't think I do. I think I'm gonna pass <laughs> on that stupid fucking store. They have shit for every drug test. I think your waterbed would actually smell like bong water and be kind of crappy to sleep you ever on. Have a waterbed joke? Yeah, the worst thing ever is you have a waterbed and then the power goes out. Oh. And then the waterbed's not hot anymore. Oh, yeah. And it fucking pulls heat off your body. Like, you don't realize, like, it, it's actually kind of dangerous, man. Like, you don't want to Did you have a sleep. black and white furry uh, bedspread? think everybody who I've ever met yeah. that had a waterbed. I probably did at one point. Yeah. <laughs> had like a, it was a good waterbed, though, but they suck for fucking. My cat popped mine while we were fucking, and oh, we did, it so was a slow leak, up? but what happened is we both woke up at the same yeah, time. And it was wild. Hissing. But you said when well, me and my cat were fucking. No, I wasn't fucking the cat. But that's what the you cat said. popped it while I was fucking a girl. Oh, it was yeah. like something I tweet. Oh, there was girl, no punctuation, huh? so I didn't know. Yeah, it was a girl, guy. Huh? It was Tim Carey. I was, what was fucking sucking name? Tim Carey's hard yeah, cock. This helmet always comes back cat, to my throat. The cat was trying to bring you back to reality. It wasn't the waterbed. I peed You're myself. His gay. dick was just pushing all the piss out. <laughs> Brian. You need to go to a doctor. Oh, Brian. That's put, what you were telling Joey. You've been Joey putting Diaz it off forever. You've been putting it off forever. Hey, that's you hilarious. Need to go to a doctor. I rewatched the, the last Joey Diaz podcast last <laughs> night, and that's the funny thing because what? when Joey Diaz is going crazy, he kept on going, You need to go to a doctor. You need to go to a doctor. And I'm thinking, what I watched would be the two. doctor for? <laughs> like a yelling doctor? A crazy doctor. Stop doing that, You need Joey. to talk to somebody. You I need to go to a doctor. Two of the funniest Diaz things. <laughs> The video where he was going, pushing a cart to Target, 
Yeah. I, yeah. I laughed so oh, loud. Yeah, Mad Flavors World. If yeah, you go on I was YouTube, laughing so hard. If you go just, on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. is it Mad Flavor World or Mad Flavors World? I think it's Mad Flavors World. Okay, let's find out because people need to know. It's so, it's so funny. He's just walking around talking to people in Target without them knowing. Are you going to do our desk work show Friday? Mad Flavors World. I don't know. Why are you asking me on the, on the air? So then people lock me didn't know about shit. it. Yeah, huh? no, I don't what know. Do? I may do it on Friday. Home. I may not. Oh, not. Uh, Mad Flavors World. It is um, on YouTube. You got to go and check it out because what Joey's doing is he's just doing these little videos, putting them up. Every now and again, I'm glad he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. More content from Joey. Anything, anything yeah. he does is awesome. You know, Joey's such an enigma, such an unusual <laughs> person. I've never met anybody that I let yell at me like Joey. <laughs> but, but he's like, it's all you just weather the storm. It's like you know, it's not even. It's almost like not even real. Like, all right, Joey, you still mad at me? You done? You done? Tell me when you're done. I watched you that done? video. It makes okay. me laugh. You posted the fucking Susquehanna weed. That video posted where you were fucking doing... Fucking guys with your fucking, your fucking vaporizers. <laughs> it gets crazy, man. Over a vaporizer, we'll start screaming, you fucking pussies with your vaporizer. Oh, 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 I want it to be healthy. <laughs> it's fucking weed. He'll get mad at you, man. Was yeah, that the guy yeah, that you did? Him. Was it a radio show you did where you invited him in? I saw that clip. Oh, the Alex what? Jones show, yeah. What happened after that? Like, after the when you said... The dude was baffled. Alex Jones just sat there in a pile of rubble. I <laughs> don't what the fuck happened to his show. I mean, could you imagine, man, if you got a doom, or glo- doom and gloom show? And those of you who haven't seen it, just Google... There's some dude did, did a Goodfellas version of it, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I wish I knew the, 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 um, the, the YouTube. But look up Goodfellas, Joe Diaz, Alex Jones. I don't know. You could find it. And anyway, the... Um, the, the what was hilarious about it is Alex is just so serious. It's all doom and gloom, yeah. and the government and the CIA has been <laughs> spotted in Nicaragua with tons of cocaine, and he's just like fuck. And to have a guy like Joey come in and just wreck shop, just <laughs> yeah, be just completely ridiculous knocking. and going for the laugh. You know, <laughs> I thought I, I had cancer. <laughs> my left ball's bigger than my right. I thought I had cancer. You know, it's just, and. To do it and just this guy's got this fucking empire of doom and gloom. He's got this empire of the fucking end of the world is here and this is what he's selling. This is his entertainment. And he's my friend. And we just walked in and just gave him silly. Just this is, this is, here's some ridiculous motherfucker. Here's a human cartoon. We're both high as, Brian is so high. Brian is sitting there with little Esther. They're sitting on the floor watching at the, the, on the bottom, like under the desk. Like we'll just sit here and watch. They wanted to be inside watching and Brian's filming it and him and little Esther are giggling. Dude, that was a, one of the greatest moments of my life. That yep. was one of the funniest things I've ever now, seen. Now, he was live at the time he was doing that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. We're he, on the internet. That's how all these videos are out and, there. And, and he said there's a dump button. I know when I did radio, no, the dump, no, no. dump buttons are, are... Oh, no. So He doesn't have anything dumping when he's online. When he's online, but, the but online version is uncensored. Wasn't, he, broadcast, wasn't he broadcasting, though, live to like, no, tons of no, other radio no, stations? No, that's why he told it. He was while I was on. Oh, okay. The first oh, 45 okay. minutes while I was on, it was just me and him. Right. And then, um, we okay, we're going to do this next one. We're going to live on the internet, but don't swear. You know, If you do, it's okay. And but that's he, what he, he said. can't I, say I, that. I, I hope he's okay by the way have you been oh, yeah. watching the news about austin and all the fires is it bad oh it's super bad like really? tons of houses well, i saw dale dudley posted something yeah. on twitter about it that it took him like two and a half hours to get home and it's scary yeah I, a lot of people are uh losing their houses in austin right now 
dude, wildfires are fucking nuts. I've been in a few of them now. I've been evacuated from my house on three separate occasions, twice in this house and twice in my other house. It's fucking scary as shit. How do you decide? Because I just had a conversation with my wife going, we have no exit plan for zombies, earthquake, fire, nothing. We, We have nothing now. How do you know what to grab? That's the one thing that was like. You don't need to grab anything, man. Grab your fucking kids wife. and then and afford it. Stop thinking about your shit because it's over, man. You could reaccumulate shit. You know, you need to get the yeah. fuck out. When you when you get to a situation like that, you know what you need? You need your credit cards. You need your fucking a laptop if you can get it, and some clothes for a few days. Just fucking run because they swarm on you so fast. Right. This is how fast those fucking fires are, man. We were in Lake Tihon, which is like over an hour north. And you have to take the five up past Santa Clarita. So I'm on the five up near Santa Clarita, and the fire is right there. It's like as I'm driving to work. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. As I'm going to work, it's like right there, and I'm like, whoa, fuck. Like, this looks bad. It looks bad. I mean, it was a big fire. So I'm at work. We're filming Fear Factor. We film for about three or four hours. We get done with the stunt, and we see smoke coming over the mountain. Now, this is over an hour and a half of driving 70 miles an hour. The fire got to where I was in just a few hours. Wow. So I leave, I get on the fucking highway, and the entire way home, the whole right side of the highway is ablaze, uh-huh. like a horror yeah. movie, because it's nighttime, right. and it looks like a scene from The Hobbit. Like, I'm waiting for demons to come riding over right. in black right. horses with fiery right. eyes. I mean, it's fucking terrifying, man. And I tried to take some photos. I saw, we also saw a dead guy there, too, but I think I talked about that. I saw a guy get hit by a car. Matt Cunitz actually saw him, one of the producers of Fear Factor. He saw the guy's body. He didn't. I don't think he actually saw the impact. I think he just saw it right after it happened. I saw. I saw somebody get hit once, and I still have that vision in my head. You can't try to run across the highway, man. People can't stop that fast. You got to be able to gauge how fast a person can stop. You know, like a race car can stop ninety-six feet from like a hundred miles an hour. You know, that's a race car. That's a lot of fucking distance, man. (laughs) Ninety-six feet, (laughs) screeching, coming towards you, a giant hunk of metal. And that's if the people are actually paying attention, not texting or, or, or something, you know. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> There's people who do text on the highway, which is amazing. That I see it a lot now. You see them just looking yeah, down and just yeah. kind of... Motherfuckers. No. Motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, someone that John Anik from uh, ESPN's MMA Live, you know that show that they have? Yeah, yeah. He always says, don't text and drive. He says it at the end of every show, which is such a good thing to do. Just put it in people's heads. Neuter just your don't pets. do it. Like, like Bob Barker. Yeah. I think Texan drives better. Right. If your pets want to fuck, that's unfortunate, but hey, Bob Barker's a good guy. <laughs> Just trying to make sure there's not any unwanted puppies. Just little messages, little little tags. Every once a, yeah, you just People find have them. little tags. Goldie has you, one. When my, you know, I work with Mike Goldberg. When a fight's over, it's always... And it's all over! Yeah. Joe, do you know who Tyler the Creator is? Who? Tyler the Creator. Is he a rapper? Yes. He's really young. He's like 20 years old. Oh, yeah? And uh, I've been following his Twitter for a bit now, but I guess he just won something at the Video Movie Awards. He, his Twitter's pretty funny. He's uh, Fuck Tyler on Twitter. But uh, <laughs> he he's just this little young kid, but he has this rap. His Twitter's called Fuck Tyler? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he has this You don't type that right. Song. It's going to be a really weird yeah. site that's going to pop up. 
I, I, I just, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think you might like him. Check out his raps. Uh, he, he, what's really cool is he's not one of those guys that comes. Damn, he's got 545,000 followers. He's fucking brilliant. Really? I, I love this dude. I love this guy. Damn. How do I not know about this guy? <laughs> he's like what these. It's called like horror rap. Is what he gets tagged as with horror, horror, horror. Like monsters, horror. Hard, yeah, well, no, kind of like, I guess, scary the, rap. Like, I saw one of his videos where, like, everyone has guns in their hands and stuff. Kind of like, maybe like old, like a new version of NWA, you know, kind of like a Scarface. You remember when Scarface and Ghetto Boys were, they were considered horror, kind of, like a I've never heard gangster rap, I guess. Horror? Scarface horror. was considered horror rap? Yeah, remember when the Ghetto Boys was out? They were kind of like, you, you kind of believed that they were like a gang almost, you know, and they were fucking bullets in their eyes coming out of sockets. <laughs> I think he and tried stuff. to kill himself, didn't he? I don't I don't remember. I thought he got shot in the eye or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think he didn't he? What happened? I don't know what happened to that guy. I'm so, just I'm just still trying to think of the horror rap. But there's a there's a sweet I think he killed him, tried to kill himself. I think he was high on Everclear and he ch- shot himself in the face. There's a really cool video yeah. that, that you need to see of Tyler the Creator. It's called Yonkers. We, we need to have the answer to that. Bushwick Bill shot himself. But check out Yonkers, Joe. See that guy that is um not I don't not wanna to be saying that because I'm a I'm a fan. You know what sucks about liking people like Tyler, the creator, though? is like they have a live show in L.A., but I would, I would be too scared to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got beat up by I would be scared. I got because because I, I feel like... Uh, you can't hang around with black guys? I, well, I, can't, I, I believe that the, probably his, the majority of the people that like him are probably like, you know, like a little bit rougher than me. They, they would see me and try to rape me or hmm. something. R- rougher. <laughs> I was at a Curtis Blow New Fucking Edition... Wizards everywhere. UTFO... Concert in Detroit uh, when I was 16, and, and we got beat up. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1991, Bushwick Bill, either in a suicidal funk or a drunken rage, or as a scheme to have his mother collect on his insurance policy, uh, he began goading his 17-year-old girlfriend into shooting him. Wow. <laughs> R- reports say he had threatened to harm the child they had together if she refused to go through with the deed. What actually transpired has never been divulged by either party involved, but either his or her hand, by either his or her hand, Bill caught a slug in his right eye. Whoa. Shoot me, we're going to make some money on an insurance policy. Holy shit. Let's do a sex tape. Yeah, well, it was before that. Wow, but he had he no. already had like a bunch yeah. of, didn't they have like hit songs already? Who but went that could sex he not, tape? Could he not do shows or something? Like, where was his money going? Uh, he needed money that bad that he wanted to get shot for insurance money? I mean, they were famous. They yeah, didn't back really then. think. Yeah, you really didn't think that through. And by the way, I don't think uh, the the first sex tape I think was that dude from Hogan's Heroes. Dude, I'll always be a Bushwick Bill fan. <laughs> from that song "Fuck a War," you know that song? Didn't we play that on the podcast yeah, once? Yeah, it's a great fucking jam. Bushwick Bill's "Fuck a War" is just just for that alone. <laughs> that dude gets my respect forever. He can go shoot himself. Go ahead. Joe, did you ever have one of those Coca-Cola shirts in the 80s that were popular? A Coca-Cola shirt? Remember those Jersey Coca-Cola shirts that were really popular? I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know what you're talking about? I don't know Jersey. Did they sell that at Chess King? No, no. Uh, Maybe that was... Holy cow. Oak tree? They used to have these jerseys that just had like the stripe across it that said Coca-Cola. And it was a stripe on the arms and a stripe in the front. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like right? hockey jersey or, or like no, no, basketball? No. no, not jersey, like sports jersey. Kind I remember, of like polo shirts, kind of. I remember like, there was like, a phase where people wore a lot of, yeah, like Coca-Cola just started making clothes how, that you would yeah, actually How did wear. that become popular? I, is someone knocking on the door? Was that? 
Is someone knocking on the door? Is that Woody Woodpecker? Is that Joey? No. No? You heard that, right? Yeah. Maybe he's knocking on the front girl. Front, front girl. door. He's, he's fucking knocking up a girl. Just ask if someone's knocking on the front door. Joey Diaz is on his way over here, ladies and gentlemen. Is it? Oh, he's out that window. Oh, he's outside the door. Hold on, folks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you know they're making a sequel to Knocked That's Up? That's he's here. Duck. Hey, John, did you know that they're making a sequel to Knocked Up? No, I didn't. Sorry about that, guys. We were trying to figure out where you were knocking. Oh, I had to play burglar. I had to jump the fence Joey Diaz has now just walked into the building. We're, like we're, listen, we're high as fuck, and fucking we had Jesus. headphones on. We had no idea where that noise was coming from. You were knocking on the door. We were looking I around. I didn't want to call. It was a waste we're of like, time. Where is it? What's happening? Hey, hold on. John Heffron, what's happening? So just to cover what we're talking about, Brian was hypnotizing us with some story about jerseys where you wore Coca-Cola jerseys. Do you remember the Coca-Cola shirts in the 80s that were really popular that, that was like kind of like a polo shirt? The red a, shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah. the red shirt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys remember. We have no idea. They, they have no idea what we're I'm talking baffled. about. I don't know about the hypnotized. I was never hypnotized by it. No. I know the shirt you're talking about. The red Coca-Cola. Very yeah, popular. Yeah. No, we were hypnotized by his story because oh. it was so ridiculous. I was like, what are you and talking about? And they thought it was crazy. I'm never so heard glad of you it. walked in. I'm glad you're here to defend him. Otherwise, we were going to attack. We were just mounting up our attack right now. This motherfucker. What's happening? Joe Diaz in the fucking house, Bro, bitches. Went to fucking Malibu and got hit in the fucking leg. This what thing went by a rock. Like? Those eight a foot rock. waves. Oh, were yeah. bringing in fucking rocks, though. Oh, yeah. That thing knocked me over. I mean, it was, it, I, my foot was on the rock and a rock squished my fucking fungi toe. My uncle lives on the Jersey Shore and um, he got a, um, he made a uh, video of uh, waves. Fucking up the Jersey Shore, like how bad uh, Irene crushed everything. Holy fuck, it's nuts, man. Nuts. Newark is really bad. Middle Ooh. New Jersey is fucking bad, man. It's crazy. Vermont got fucked up. Yeah. Vermont. You know what the really crazy thing was? Looking at the satellite image of how big the hurricane was. When they talked about it was going to take two days to reach Vermont from Florida and I, I remember, or North Carolina, I remember looking at the picture. I'm like, that, is that what? That, that's, that's, that's the scale? Like, that's a country. That's a country of a storm flying overhead. It looked like bigger than most European countries, like bigger than Germany or something like that, you know? Like, what's a small European country? It was way bigger than that. It was huge. Belgium. Some of those countries in, in you know, in, in, um, in uh, Europe are very small and very close to each other. You know, these fucking, this, this, this hurricane was bigger than a couple of countries. It's fucking nuts, man. And it ain't over. I think we'll get one this year that'll do some damage. At least one. Is that the biggest one of all time? No. no? On, on that yeah. side of the country? Yeah. I mean, uh, no, not up there? Like What's the biggest one of all time? Gloria? Because I remember when I was a kid, uh, yeah. Hurricane Gloria hit. I don't remember. Could Katrina wouldn't be the, the biggest? Well, it was one of the most devastating, but that was also because where it hit. It hit New Orleans, which is really crazy that no, no big ones ever hit New Orleans before. I mean, it's right on the fucking Gulf right Coast there. right, right there. there. You figure they just got hit. lucky. It's like you talk about like living anywhere tornadoes hit. It's just like totally like playing craps. One day, the sky becomes an angry monster right, and right. destroys an entire town. You see those pictures they had in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Unfucking believable. Raven Joplin. The whole place Joplin, is yeah, gone. Yeah. Gone. Gone. That's Joplin, Missouri? Yeah. Yeah, they always get fucking whacked. Yeah. They get That's whacked hard, bro. They get whacked hard. Crazy, crazy, man, that people choose to stay in places like that. Hey, man, look. I mean, they can't. They guess they New can't economically. Yeah. I mean, there's an earthquake in the East Coast. No, we're not safe anywhere. We're either in Tornado Alley, Earthquake Alley, or fucking Hurricane Alley. That's it's true. It. It's true. You know, I was, I was at Malibu the other day. I'm looking at these waves, and I'm looking at the intensity. And for one second, I thought about, what if there is a fucking tsunami at Malibu? 
What if? I was sitting there going, what if? Yeah. A little fucking earthquake. That's a wild ocean out there. The mm. ocean is just wild. It's it's the blood of the earth. You know, it's 60% or whatever the fucking coverage is. More than 70. And it baffles the fuck out of me since I was a kid, so I don't fuck with it. I know it's got powers. <laughs> I almost drowned in Coney Island. I almost drowned as a kid in Coney Island. Uh, and I was out there, you know, up to your waist playing yeah, yeah. with a ball. And all of a sudden, you know, something just... Sucks you, and you don't Ooh, know what it is. So scary. And next thing I you know, know, you're in a fucking toe. And you know <laughs> what, man? Or what do they call them? Undertow. Not mistletoe, but undertow. <laughs> yeah, undertow. Or yeah. a riptide. No, undertow. Yeah, a riptide or undertow. Both yeah. of them the same. I don't mind pools and shit. I know people pissing them and shit. But the folk <laughs> in oceans are different animals. You know, I didn't even know. Look, I got clocked by a fucking that's a, rock. That's a creepy feeling, too, when you feel the undertow or the riptide, whatever the fuck it is, pulling you back. Yeah, we used to go to like, that is the ocean trying to pull you into it. Remember like you like, look whoa. back and see your mom and right. she's getting farther yeah. and farther yeah. Yeah. and finally you're like, get the fuck in. And you're like, yeah. it's up to my waist. Yeah. And it's sucking you in and all of a sudden you just go from five feet to 15 feet. And now you're caught in that fucking, uh, it's a very, uh, it's scary because you're supposed yeah, to actually, terrifying. when you're being pulled, swim, don't fight it. You know, Greg swim. Fitzsimmons saved somebody. Some girl, he was on vacation. And Greg Fitzsimmons is not like the most fit guy. He's a small dude. And he said some girl got pulled away by the, by the, the tide and she started screaming. And he realized she couldn't swim very well. And he went, oh, fuck. And he had a moment to decide what to do and he jumped in. Wow. Woo! And when he was, he was there with his family. You got to be careful about that, man, because you know what happens? People drown you. If you don't really know how to rescue someone right. and you grab a hold of them, they panic and they drag you under. That's fucking dangerous as shit, man. Rescuing someone is very hard to do. You got to really know what the fuck you're doing. That's right. The, ocean, the first time I moved to California, I went wakeboarding. We went out in the thing. And a huge wave, but I missed it. I didn't know to go under. I didn't know to shoot the board under and, and pop up. So I rode. So it took me nine feet in there and threw me backwards and then pinned me. And ever since then, I haven't done it again. We had a like, girl I'm too afraid to, like, because I just... Got my ass kicked so bad that one particular time. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna. And you're from the land of the rivers up there, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, couple <laughs> fucking mosquitoes. Yeah, that's the exactly. worst thing you run into. You got a pontoon damn. boat. Yeah, yeah, somebody. You know, yeah. that's a different fucking animal. That ocean. <laughs> Those Even mosquitoes on the lake are oh, brutal. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. They're brutal. They'll pick you the fuck up now. They'll <laughs> pick you the fuck up and put you somewhere else. All you gotta do is blink your fucking. Yeah. Just rub bacon milk on. Anytime you know? you're near water on the East Coast, I used to. There was a uh, the Charles River was near my house in the East. Coast and I went into the bushes one time with this chick and we were fucking around and we had our pants down. We had to stop because we were getting bit so bad. It's like our legs were just covered with welts. The mosquitoes just swarmed on you. They smelled all that pink 17-year-old flesh <laughs> and they just dove on us and started fucking us up. It was brutal. I remember the next day, all my legs covered in little tiny scabs. You just got attacked by, yeah. by swarms. I still remember some of the worst nights when that one mosquito would get into your bedroom and your dad didn't put on the air so it was probably oh. you're sleeping in 85 degree oh. weather and you just hear the one, one just mosquito. that one and you can't yeah, just, it's the oh, worst it's brutal it's the I, worst. I rented a house once and nobody had lived in the house for a couple of years and uh, they had left all the water in the pool so I got there and the pool was fucking green man I mean green like pea soup and I looked in it and I see like these schools and I go what the fuck is that there's these schools of these little tiny bugs swimming. I'm talking hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of these 20. The guy goes, oh, shit. I go, what? He goes, those are mosquito larvae. I go, what? <laughs> what? We had a problem. I go, we, you, so when is this going to hatch? He goes, this could hatch any day now. I'm like, holy shit. 
So this has just been providing mosquitoes to the entire community for years. <laughs> this big pool of mosquitoes, man. So this guy had to pump gallons and gallons and gallons of poison in there. It took like two weeks to clean that fucking thing out. He had to pump the filter and pump all the chlorine and gallons and gallons of chlorine, then drain all the water out because it was too poisonous and put new water in it. it because you couldn't just drain it. And you have all these fucking bugs floating around in the water. I'm talking yeah, literally suck. hundreds <laughs> of pounds of mosquitoes. It was crazy. You know, it's crazy. We're not all fucking as old as I am. But what have happened to off? <laughs> that shit don't work no more. Somebody told me about six years ago. I went somewhere and they were like, "Off don't work no more, bro. Those are for '80s mosquitoes." They even got it like in the back. Of, they even got like at the back of Rouse now. They don't even yeah. push you off. That's there hasn't funny. been an off fucking. Com- Remember when we were kids? You could light the thing. Yeah. I know you did yeah, in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, 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 you yeah. light the thing and then you can hang out in the mis- the would- citronella candle. Yeah. No, the one made by Off. Oh, that really? was a wave. It was uh. a circle. So when it burned at the end, you knew you had to go in. That's when you had to go in. Now those mosquitoes. That's like nothing. They're like, fucking off. You're going to put off on you? They don't even advertise it no more. Think about it. What happened to off? Done. These mosquitoes don't even respect off no more. (laughs) It's like off. That's old school, bitch. How ridiculous. My grandpa used to do it. Yeah, off. Don't go out until you got the off on. It smells like dick. (laughs) Nobody uses off no more. And it's still there because I checked. It just people know that shit don't work. Well, even if it does work, it's probably poisonous. You're pouring, you're yeah. pouring something on your body that makes you unattractive. That. We to used to spray fucking mosquitoes. Okay, it's probably not good for you. Yeah, and they didn't say nothing. Your skin is the biggest organ on your body. When you're spraying stuff, says the man with tattoos all over his skin. What <laughs> 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 the fuck am I talking about? I got ink in my skin. But spraying anything on your skin, like like even sunscreen, Older, it's going to be absorbed. Those chemicals are going to be absorbed. Kids by your body. used to run behind the. There used to be a truck. Now this is a little bit older than me. The truck would drive down the street with just poison. Shoot it into the air to kill yeah, all the. Oh yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. I guess like uh, maybe our grandparents, but the kids used to follow it like an ice cream truck and just yeah. run down the street behind and playing the smoke. That's, that's what I used to do. Dude, there's some guys <laughs> in my neighborhood. I don't know what the deal is, what they're killing, <clears throat> but they were walking around the other day with fucking masks on their face, with these white suits on, and they had these Indeed. little plastic spray jugs, and they were spraying this shit on the side of the road. I'm like, what the fuck could you be spraying in the road that I want you to? Spray Spray in the road while you're wearing a gas mask. You know, do you have just an excess amount of this shit and need to kill <laughs> right, weeds? Right. What, is somebody getting hay fever? You know, come on, man. I mean, you want to hire somebody to cut it down, then you're making new jobs. But spraying poison on the side of the road, is that really necessary? What, who the fuck says okay to that? Isn't there laws against that shit? I don't know. What are they I doing? Know. I don't know. You wouldn't be bugged. I don't think stuff. they do it much anymore. They have to still do it, though. They must still do it. Well, they I saw to. them do it, but w- I mean, what are they doing? They what, do are, what are they spraying? Are they spraying for weeds? No, I think it's mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. No. Something. On the something side of the road? I read about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, right on the side of the road. I yeah, think that's I used weeds, to go bro. in the middle of the night. It used to just that thing, right? Or, I, don't I don't know. I don't I'd know. say weeds over bugs. This is yeah. too big of a thing. I think area. it's weeds. I don't think it's bugs. Yeah, there's no way. They don't, you know, they don't, yeah, they don't really kill that many bugs because the problem with killing bugs is there's some crazy ecosystem out there, man. There's a whole sort of a cycle to it. And if you squash one thing like mosquitoes or bugs, did you, you s- might fuck up some other part of the ecosystem along with it and it might kill birds. You did know you what see mean? the guy? There's a guy who made an entire ecosystem in his house, and that's how he keeps spiders and flies away. Have you seen it? No. From. I, I, I don't know the exact number. He has hundreds of different bug species that eat each other, and he has perimeters in his house. It's an entire – so he leaves the flies, but then the spiders come and make the thing, but then these Whoa. things eat the spiders. It's, 
I saw it on a thing. He has an entire that's his bug system, and they wow. don't and, and he has perimeter set up, and they don't leave the perimeter. So by the time you're in his house, nothing. Well, look, man. If you look at animals that eat other animals, do the thing, but he's got it all figured out. It's how it's supposed to be set up. <laughs> I mean, it's a, there's a there's an uh, I guess if you paid attention to it and you find out what the prey is and what things eat and what thing what eats he them. Had, he had frogs you could, and yeah. all this everything. He had that's, the whole system. That's fascinating, man. I wonder how much effort he has to put into. Oh keeping no, that it going. was crazy. It's it was crazy. like a whole that's like crazy. something you'd see at a zoo. Like that's wow. his life's work. That's but like it's the hip bone connected to the joint bone. That's like there's something always fucking doing, you know. Somebody's yeah. always eating somebody. Yeah, that's why I don't have piranhas anymore. I had the piranhas were a pain in the ass, man. First of all, you had to clean that tank like every couple of days because they, they eat messy. It's exciting when they eat, but they eat messy. But they're only exciting when they're eating. When they're eating, it's crazy to watch them, man. I would feed them goldfish, and they would go on a rampage. It was incredible you just suck to watch, as a goldfish. Man. You think you're going to some little kid who's going to oh, name yeah. you, and you're going to fly around the, you know, the Not treasure that, chest, get and suddenly you're like, what? I would Fuck get him in goldfish. Bag. <laughs> they traumatized me as a kid. I used to fish for goldfish, and the goldfish in New York are the weirdest thing because you get them out of the Hudson River, which is murky, you put them into clean water, and they die. <laughs> what the fuck? You've been living in that shit water for ten years. I bring you home. I give you love and warmth. There's goldfish in the in, in the, the Central Hudson? Park when I was a kid in Central Park. We'd How'd go you catch them? Just a little fucking thing or a net. Oh, they were probably yeah, carp. Yeah, they're you probably have, you carp. have like the little paddle boats in Central Park. And you probably oh, yeah, no, they're little goldfish. Around. Those yeah. are, are they goldfish? Or yeah, they're, they're big goldfish. They're big like goldfish. Big go- you don't want to catch nothing out of that fucking Hudson, dog. <laughs> I seen a friend of mine eat an eel's heart one time out of the Hudson. What? I bet. That motherfucker glowed in the dark for years. You know what I'm saying? When I was a kid, when I was a kid, it was funny because Puerto Ricans lived in the Bronx and Brooklyn. It's so weird how the, the the nationality thing goes. But Puerto Ricans, big weekend out in the old days was to go to Jersey. If you watch Copland, you catch the black people under the bridge and Travol and Salone's giving them a ticket, and they're like, "That's the last time we'll come over to Jersey," because that was a big thing. As bad as people put Jersey, it's got a little couple sightseeing things, especially like some people rent a car to go to Jersey on the weekends. How fucking crazy is that? <laughs> That's hilarious. But Puerto Ricans would drive over the bridge, go under the Hudson in that disgusting murky water. They would undig up a fucking barbecue pit that had been there since 1920. And it was business as usual. You know, they pull up with a car. And Puerto Ricans are famous. You know, they come out of the car, tend to a car. That's no hacky thing. <laughs> it's the shit that was in the car. The grill, the couch, the 12-piece fucking mambo fucking band. <laughs> I mean, they're amazing. And you go under the Hudson Bridge, and here these people are in this disgusting water. And it's life is they're just making the best of what they had. They came from the fucking Bronx in the 70s, which had nothing. You know, they just dug the Bronx River out. Did you read what they found in there? No. Buildings. What? Like people were throwing buildings and cars in there. And, <laughs> buildings? Yeah, like that. You know, the Hudson, the, the, all that shit is so, they have destroyed that. The pollution levels. I watched the show the other day about plastic. Right. I did not know. Do you think it's inevitable that if you get 7 million people living on an island like Manhattan, that you, you have to just pollute? What are you going to do? What you just, just look at any random stall at a public restroom. That's only 10 people going and not giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you're animals. Like, like no one knows. I think guys just getting like a public song. Go, I'm just going to piss all over the place. What the fuck happens. is wrong with people, man? <laughs> Did you see uh, Naples it? last week on Anthony Bourdain? Yes. I've Beautiful seen that city. One. How about yeah. the garbage? Yeah. How about the garbage? They don't yeah. pick up garbage. Yeah. Can you imagine living your life with garbage out? You know what that fucking smells like after a week? A week in this fucking weather? Japan I told this story Japan once about messy. going to Harlem to play One Pocket. My uh, my friend Johnny B and Mount Vernon Tommy and uh, this dude Juan, we all went to Harlem to play uh, some pimps. The p- pimps would be gambling, playing pool. 
And so they would spend a lot of money. So the word got out. It was like 125th Street in in Harlem, maybe even higher than that. And we got there, and there apparently some garbage strike. And the garbage was seven feet to eight feet high for a whole block. I mean, a whole block, dude. It was nuts. People would just step outside and throw their garbage on a pile. And there was rats everywhere. 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 It's incredible. Because there's bags of food. There's bags of things that rats can eat. I'm talking... Literally a block of eight foot high piles of garbage. It was horrifying, man. My friends worked for Hunt Chemical and they went to India. They all got transferred to India in the, in the early 90s. And they came back and they were telling me stories about how they don't kill rats there. What? So when you pull up at night with your car, you know how you see a raccoon or a fucking right. cat? It'd just be rats in your garbage. You have to sit oh there for 10 God. minutes and what? let them run out of the fucking garbage before you get out of the car. Yes. That, I can't deal with that. Right. Did you oh, see yeah. the rat they found in the Bronx? Yes. I know you've seen that. I saw that. Tell, them how, fork. tell them how big the fucking rat were. Fuck and how many were enormous. they? Enormous. They said there's a lot of them. The guy looked in and goes, he thought it were kids in there. He thought yeah. it was like kids. They were yeah. fucking. He put them out. They were like a cat. The back legs. Yeah. You know how a cat picks his legs up? Yeah. He had it like, like this. Like three feet? What, what, the how big, big was it? It was they? the biggest rat I have ever seen in my life. It was fucking enormous. Its body looked like it was almost two feet long. Yeah, its, yeah. Body, its body was only, clearly more than a foot long. His body easily could have been a foot and a half, maybe even two feet long. It was a big rat. And this guy said there's a lot of them there. He said there was a lot of them in that hole. Yeah. I watched. You know, it's so weird. Like, I, I grew up on ADHD for a while when I came from Cuba, and we would kill rats. You know, you chase a rat, hit him with a stick, light him on fire, throw rocks at him, the whole <laughs> oh, fucking... Yeah. You make sure that motherfucker's dead. Yeah. Then I used to spend my summers on 148th Street. My godmother had three buildings, so I could walk underneath. I seen a rat under there one time that his eyes were so fucking big. His eyes <sighs> were so fucking big that I was yeah. like, no, you know where I've seen a big rat too? At the La Jolla Comedy Store fucking condo. Yeah. I seen a rat in that motherfucker. I packed my bags and got back on that five, bitch. Really? Oh, yeah. I seen a big rat there. I think they live in the ocean. God damn. They I live in the ocean? Listen, I can't deal with that. Rats deal- are so fucking durable. Yeah. They, can, they can compress their body and get through really small holes, too. Like a big rat can smush his body and get through a fairly small fucking hole. It's really kind of crazy to watch. Rats are fucking... Is it crazy? You know? Do you think guys back in the day, like 400, 500 years ago, were afraid of, of rats? Or do you just look at it as food? Like we're lucky that we don't have to deal with the rats. But just mentally, I don't like think they're afraid. Was, yeah. If you go back like Neanderthal days, they were they didn't give a fuck about a rat. Anything small. Because I have rats. I live up it. in the hills too, and I have a privacy fence, and you'll see them just running. My dogs will try to it, and then I'll jump yeah. every time I, I see one. I'm like, when do you get over that? Dude, <laughs> I used to have them in my, I had to bring in exterminators. I used to have them in my attic. You would hear them. It was like, yeah. like literally like two dogs fighting up there. I would hear like they would screech and squawk at each other sometimes because they would be mating. So I'd hear, <laughs> I would hear rats hear? scream, fuck yeah, hear? in my house. I'd hear it in my attic. I had to hire a guy to come in and kill them all. How he big said were they it was nuts. nuts. Uh, they weren't that big. They were regular size. But, you know, they're, they're fucking Ratitude. running in your, your ceiling. Running and slamming into things and fighting over pussy. They're <laughs> screaming and fighting over pussy. Isn't that weird? I don't know if you were there. How they, A friend of mine told me once how they would do arson in the old days. They would get a cage and put mice in them. And pour gasoline on the mice and light the mice on fire and pull the thing. Whoa. And the mice <laughs> run into the walls and dig. Smell. That's the way the Jews oh light your house on fire. <laughs> Them Jews would do that fucking insurance scam, and the rats would go into the walls 
and burn the wall. That's the way that you do old that school Jewish lightning. Brilliant. That's how you <laughs> oh, do that's, that's old thinking. school Jewish do it. lightning. Like, that's that's old thing. school Jewish lightning. Well, as long as you had enough rats, right? You that means sure the you, fucking uh, place is going down because while they're searing, they're still going in your walls, dying. So they're starting wow. more fucking things in your walls. I mean, would you, gasoline be enough? You have to really dip them in there. You huh? have to dip them in there. This is the old days when everybody was in on it. The fucking insurance people came. Go, well, look at Bushwick oh. Bill got shot in the fucking head. Did he? You didn't hear about this? No. We were here earlier. Bushwick Bill. We no. were reading about you know, an old story. It's an old story. It happened in like 99. He, he told his girlfriend to shoot him in the head because he wanted to get the insurance money. And they don't know Allegedly. who did it, whether he shot himself in the head or she shot him in the head, but he got shot in the eye. So is he alive? Yeah, he's alive. Because somebody's seen him in Houston years ago. John Wesley, somebody's oh, yeah? seen Bushwood fucking right. Bill. No, this happened we just in the figured long it time out. Ago. It happened a long time ago. Oh, okay, okay. So. It's, I think he's on the cover of one of his fucking We Can't Be Stopped, I think, the ghetto boys, with the patch over his eye. Where it shows his eye all fucked up where he shot himself. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's on one of the albums where he's coming out I in that gurney. How fucked would that be to shoot you, so? When you're high on Everclear, apparently, you do a lot of crazy things. Everclear Everclear is like some super powerful alcohol. First time I got pulled over, I was on seven shots of Everclear. What? And the cop, uh, I was 16. Oh, my God. I used to hang out. I used to work at this movie theater with all these guys that uh, were like 18 or 19. And they would go to this military base and buy Everclear. And so uh, what? they thought it was cool because, like, they were the ones that first introduced me to weed and everything. I've known the military. These, no, no. These guys that okay. I hang out with these older guys. And so uh, I would he, they thought it would be funny to, like, get me fucked up on it by, like, uh, giving me shots. And I wanted to act like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I could do shots of this. Not knowing what Everclear was. I just heard it was like a strong alcohol. What is the percentage of alcohol in Everclear? I wanted to say it was like 120 Let me proof. put you this so way. You had seven of them. Pr- proof. And uh, then they let you drive. Well, no, they they uh, thought I was crashing there, but I I, I lied to him. If and you like, know oh. Brian, he got in that fucking car. I'm not <laughs> drunk, bitch. Yeah. But I ain't drunk, motherfucker. I had seven the shots. Coolest, yeah, the he coolest, will argue with you when he's drunk. This is all alleged, by the way. And the coolest thing was, though, is that I got pulled over right down the street. Like, literally, like, two blocks I got pulled over. And the cop uh, goes, dude, you're wasted. Uh, all right, here's the deal. See this UDF, which is, a, like, a gas station? He's like, you park your car in there. You sit there. He's like, I want you to go inside, buy a cup of coffee. I'm coming back in four hours. If you're not here, I'm giving what? you a fucking DUI. I'm going, I know where you wow. live and everything like that. Out. What a good and cop. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. And yeah, yeah. I, I, really, I, you I, should I go to jail. Like, no, yeah, he, he, yeah. he even gets better. He even gets better. I was like, I was like, he's like, so go in there and get a coffee. And I'm like, actually, I have no money. And he goes, he goes, and he gave me money to buy a cup of coffee. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, so That's I That's a strong cop. There's good cops out there, man. Everclear in Boulder, Colorado, there's a Mexican restaurant. I don't know if it's still there. It's Papusa's? No, it's in, in on Melrose, uh, Melrose on uh, whatever the main. Pearl. If you're in Boulder, go to Papusa's. Fucking tremendous! But the secret of this place was their margaritas were made with Everclear what? instead of Cointreau. Wow! So you were only allowed three, and then they asked you to fucking leave. And I see tough guys going there. Fuck that! I ate Quaaludes. Three of those, and you just be like this, bro. I think El Coyote. Are they allowed does that. to do that? I think, yeah, three, I think El Coyote three, does that in Los Angeles. Three what? limit, three margarita limit, bitch. And for lunch, they had a one margarita limit. You could have two little ones. They had little ones for a dollar, <laughs> like little champagne wedding things. El Coyote and, does that? Uh, uh, they don't tell you what's in the like. They, they they win all the margarita contests. You know, they're like almost every year, right. and they won't tell you what the secret ingredient is. But every time I go there, if you just get the one on the rocks, I'll get two, and I feel like I just fucking did ecstasy sometimes. Yeah, we need to film this. We need to film us. <laughs> 
us going to El Coyote and having some margaritas. Let's do that, boys. That's you know what's crazy? crazy I'll drive. You know what the craziest thing I'll go <laughs> like? One of the uh, craziest... We're going to hire someone to drive. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a little car. One of the craziest things that tequila... Just kidding. If, I'm it depends on what mood you're in. If you drink enough tequila, bro, it becomes something different. Yes. It becomes a yeah. different animal than vodka or tequila's a kind of tricky motherfucker. Yeah. I don't know if you motherfuckers ever ate the worm. I made a mistake once in it. Basalt and ate a worm. The tequila makes me uh, different. I think yeah. It, there's a difference between tequila drunk. It sounds ridiculous. Yes, so. it does, but it's true. Tequila, tequila drunk tequila. and whiskey drunk. Whiskey drunk is more like fucking aggressive. Tequila oh. tequila drunk is more like we gotta find the vampires. Oh, I'm I'm a tequila. I'm angry. I'm There's a pyramid really? tequila. Yeah. I don't get angry on tequila, man. But to Jack Daniels is questionable. Yeah, Jack. I'm Daniels a happy drunk. Always. I mean, you never seen. I've never been. You never see me angry as a drunk. You ever see me angry? I think a lot of that you go into. So if you think I'm no, a, I, I'm an angry drunk. Tequila is dangerous. And then you start drinking. It's, it's, some you, people, you put yourself I think it gives in that you a weird reaction. I really black does. out. I'm not an. I'm not an angry drunk though, and I don't believe in that shit entirely. I feel like if you're an angry person and you get drunk, then you become an angry drunk. If you have some fucking unresolved un- yeah. issues, then you become an angry drunk. Because most of the people I I'm know... I'm not even really saying angry. I guess it's just crazy. Like, tequila makes you just fucking, like, rob a car. You're and- a silly <laughs> drunk. You become silly when you're drunk. Because you're a silly person. And it's like, for you, it's... You just... Your inhibitions loosen up, and you become more... Like, like that podcast that we did with Bert. You were fucking hammered. And you were really funny. And one of the reasons why you're really funny is because you were, you were giggly and silly. Because you went into lose your inhibitions mode. Right now, but if that was pe- tequila, I would have had sex with Bert. <laughs> no, <laughs> you would have drank your piss. Is, you is there any booze <laughs> that makes you guys crazier? Like, let's say I drink a beer and I did blow, I would go home and just want to fuck. But when you do tequila and do blow, you get all creepy. And shit. Really? Like you yeah, want to put a cape on and you start me. looking at a chick, thinking about maybe. She could do a somersault and land on my face. You know, like, you just get It's got kinky. spirits in it. Tequila's something, got spirits something. in it. Something. I get fucking creepy on tequila, bro. Creepy. Really? Well, it's made out of a plant, you yeah, know? There's an essence of something in there. Toes and shit. Really? Yeah, I get creepy. <laughs> I found it would blow you. I blow to the thing. Tequila gets, it becomes a different It's savage. such a fine dance, though, of having too much tequila where your dick don't work. It's like this is fucking, you got to get just enough so that you're crazy, yeah. but you have enough food in you. And you've taken your vitamins, so your dick still works. Because <laughs> if you're like unhealthy and you get drunk off tequila, good luck with your dick. Good luck. You just you just put yourself in a great position. You got you're ready for wild, crazy times. Everyone's game. Right. Oh, well, look at your dick. Oh, so sad. Have you ever What's had that? dead dick from booze, guys? Fuck just yeah. from booze. Red yeah. bag from yeah, booze. Yeah. You've well, had dead. You, dick? you haven't? No. No, but you throw that fucking opposite. powder in the old days. Your uh, dick not only goes dead, it shrinks into the nutsack. That is amazing. When you want to fuck. But there ain't nothing there. Uh, yeah. There ain't nothing there. It's deep, deep, deep in the nutsack, and they gotta keep sucking. And they gotta, and I got a nice dick, but they gotta hold <laughs> your dick like this. Like they, it starts off like this. Like they gotta hold it and fucking massage the, the bottom it. of it. Yeah, and then it gets bigger and bigger. And then you think about doing a line, it goes back in the cocoon. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare doing that shit. You want to eat that, but then you're like, okay, I'll just eat your pussy. Like, you just fucking, all the thoughts I had in my mind, fuck it, I'll just eat your fucking The most embarrassing ones that I've ever had was when I was drunk and I started to fuck, and then as I was fucking, the alcohol really kicked in, and then I completely lost my boner, so I lost it while I was already having sex. So it's like, for the girl, it's like a terrible feeling. I remember I just puked once. For a dude to have have a hard dick, put it inside you, and then like... You don't even keep him interested enough to keep the heart on. Like it's like, and then it was just pathetic. 
I threw up. Like I was like, you trying not to act like you were, and then you, you I, I reached down by her to almost like you were gonna <laughs> whisper, and I turned my head and threw up <laughs> and tried to like do it like a barf bag where I kind of kept that contained and went oh, back, and then she was like, did you, did you just throw up on Jesus. my my uh, comforter? Oh, yeah, you tried. Oh, to, oh, <laughs> you have oh, a yeah. you have a chick throw up and you don't give a fuck. You still gonna get yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Look the other way. I'm still gonna give you yeah. a stabbing. Oh, yeah. It starts so getting sour in there. Sure. You don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. that smells on oh, her, and you're just yeah, like you trying to kiss her, and you're like, oh, is that fucking stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And they even say to me, kiss me, I'll kiss you. Uh, Fuck yeah. you. Let me shoot this fucking load of that dead snatch and I'm getting my <laughs> alcoholic ass out of here. Kiss you, you dirty fuck. Because once you're horned up, you're horned up. That's what happens uh, with fucking date rape. Uh, once you're horned up and then this bitch... Which we don't Zima. condone. You know, no, we don't condone it, but that's what happens. That's the well, explanation of the date. You just got to catch yourself. You know what the worst yeah. is when some chick pukes in your car, like on your speaker grill. And you want to beat the fuck oh, out of them dude, instead it, of fucking. That's it, the worst. Your car smells like puke for Forever. like a month. Forever. I was in my car with a toothpick picking out each little hole in my speaker grill just pulling out red well, puke. Yeah, well, listen, man, I had a girl puke in my car back in the fucking 80s, and they didn't have good cleaners. Oh. Oh. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't clean the car out. They didn't have all that good stuff back then. Yeah. You basically went and used that shitty-ass vacuum Crystal. that would always catch on the carpet and go... Yeah. Remember, it would catch on the carpet? And you had to pull that fucking carpet off? Oh, yeah. I go to the car wash and try to do the entire car with 25 cents. It was like the fastest I've ever moved in my entire you life. You would have to go to one of those <laughs> yeah. full-service car washes yeah. and get them to shampoo your shit. But you don't want to do that because those monkeys, while they're shampooing your shit, they get fucking suds in your wiring and then your fucking car shorts out. You know, I didn't want to do that. I knew those dudes. I worked at a car wash. So when I thought about getting my car washed, I'm like, I'm not going to bring it to these fucking guys. These guys are going to. They let me drive a Porsche, okay? I didn't even know how to drive a stick. I had zero stick knowledge and I got in a fucking Porsche. That's how the first car ever drove stick was a Porsche at a fucking at a uh, car wash. I don't even know what I was doing. Oh, you the guy were, told you me. There. Yeah, he told okay. me. I go, how do I drive it? He goes, just push the clutch in, put put it in gear, and then slowly let your foot off the gas. <laughs> so I come out of this car wash, this 16-year-old snot-faced kid driving a Porsche. You know, and the guy said, why did you drive it if you didn't know how to do it? I'm like, why did they let me drive it? I didn't have anything to say to him. I was like, I'm sorry. They told me to drive it. The guy told me I would know how to drive it. Stick, <laughs> stick the thing in gear, and it'd be no problem. They didn't give a fuck. I got busted last week washing my car on Coenga and Burbank Boulevard. Brian. Yeah. There's a little car wash there, and I usually go in there and just hit it. But I had a fucking pee, dog. I just had a pee. So while I was washing the car, nobody was watching. You know me, bro. I'll pee at a phone booth. Yeah. If I got to really pee, I'll pull over and make believe. Now nobody has phone booths no more. But in the old days, I make believe I'm on the phone, take my dick out. Even if traffic is driving by, they don't think you're pissing. I'm pissing on the fucking thing. You just can't do it in the winter because steam comes out. They'll bust you in the fucking winter. So the other day I'm washing my car. It's 9.15 in the morning. I got to pee bad. And I said, fuck, I'm going to take my dick out right here. And I took my dick out. I'm holding it. I'm washing the car. And I just went into this fucking thought. And next thing you know, I look over and the owner of the thing was right there. He's like, are you fucking serious? I go, dog, I had to fucking pee. And it's going into a toilet. He goes, do me a favor. Put the hose down and get the fuck out of here. He drew me the fuck out of here. He goes, I'll call the fucking police. Oh, what are you going to do? I watched a guy. I, I didn't say anything to him. A guy who comes to my house. And uh, he's actually, it's called a poop butler. Because I travel. It, he picks up poop, basically. From your dog. 
for for my two dogs. Yeah, okay. On a daily you gotta basis. clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should my poop. No, I I pay. It's a service. Are you serious? Yeah, it's it's a service. It's the best thing that I could ever do. Because or I'd have five days of 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 shit to pick up. So it's something I. So he was peeing in like a big gulp thing. I'm like, is that guy peeing? And he's a little creepy because I think he's always staring in to try to see my wife like walk around or something. Who wouldn't? But I look and I see him with now he's got a big gulp thing that he just pissed in front of my house. So I'm watching him because he doesn't know I'm waiting for him to move so I can pull in. I'm like, where's he going to throw that? If he throws that into my bushes, I'm going to be pissed. Walks to my neighbors and just acts like he's, you know. Takes the big gulp, throws his piss onto my neighbor's yard, and then leaves. Did that he just yelp happened. about it? I so now I'm like, <laughs> well, it's such a good service, and there's no other competition. So if I if I call and say, hey, tell him not to throw piss on my neighbor's yard, then then what happens? Then I got to pick up poop. So it was a weird sacrifice. I'm well, like, is this a company yeah, where this is on. the guy that owns hold the on, company, or is this an employee? Hold on, hold company? on. The pee thing is just one thing. This the, the looking at your wife, you just glossed over. Yeah. Why don't you tell That's us a little bit more? What is what is the reason for that? Well, we, we don't. Well, because if if you stare at and he comes early in the morning, you can get a glimpse at nine a.m. of maybe her popping up. Like on well, the right why side. Why why are you saying that? Did he do that? We, she gets that feeling that he is, but we've never like actually caught. She's like, I think he stares. I think he, you know, my wife doesn't sound like that when she talks. Why does she think he stares? No evidence, just a, a guess. She'll think, and then she'll see him walk by. So she's like, was he just staring? You don't. We don't know. We should maybe just videotape it once to set up a camera. Yeah. And see if he hangs out or if he pisses in my backyard. Dude, my whole house has cameras. I am alerted whenever somebody enters each one of my rooms on my iPhone. I had somebody set it up. a thousand crazy bitches, bro. You got to fucking keep your shit locked out. Black wizards attacking me. Yeah. Be careful. Black wizards? Yeah. The guy who robbed him had a fake fake beard on like a wizard. And he had a hood on. He looked like a black wizard. He did. Hysterical. He fucking made magic. He made your money disappear. I'm gonna have my flat flashback when I'm at JC Penney's and I see a black Santa Claus at the mall or something. When was the last time awful. you've ever seen a black Santa Claus at the mall, Brian? I've I've seen black Santa Clauses. You never seen black Santa? Never. Claus? You ever wow. seen a black Santa Claus? I mean, I've seen one on TV. Oh no, I've seen uh, in real life. Ohio, there was black Santa Clauses. There was really? a Northland Mall where it, which is mostly black. So I think that's why. I mean. Oh, yeah, that's gotta suck for being a black kid. I told you that when we went to to. Uh, Planet of the Apes in an all-black movie theater in Philly, I really started to think about what it must be like to have every fucking movie that they were previewing was all these white people. Right. White people, white people, white people. White, 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 white. Everything's a white problem, white movie, white silliness. I'm like, wow, this is going to be fucking weird as shit, man. Did I, the only superhero they got was Blade. <laughs> That was or a bad motherfucker for a couple of years. It really was. Years. That movie's bad to the bone. The every movie would be, is a, a, there's a lot of Black comics who dress up like chicks, like that's the one cultural yeah, right. thing. I, yeah. I don't get like why that's so so funny. Yeah, you know, like, Dave, they, didn't Dave Chappelle talk about that? Yeah, Dave Chappelle had like a he was on like one of those shows like Inside the Actor Studio. He was like, what what is it that when a black man becomes really famous, they want to make him dress as a woman? And they showed then they showed all these pictures of Richard Pryor doing it and all these uh, different comics doing it all throughout history. Martin Lawrence doing it, Jamie Foxx doing it, and like, wow, yeah, that is weird. Why do all the these? Perry black, or Perry? What is what what is Perry. that? Why why is it like? Wasn't Flip Wilson like the first yes, guy? Yes, yes, yeah. Flip Wilson. What he, the fuck like is it. that about? What is I've that about? I've never liked it. No I don't get why it's funny. It you know, it's, it's to funny. me, it's gotta be like the ultimate, <clears throat> like uh, a black man trying to be as 
un, like uh, unaggressive towards women as possible. What's the most the most unaggressive thing you could be? Is be a woman, dress up like a woman. Oh girl, what you talking about? Like that's not a guy trying to get some pussy. It's like the complete polar opposite of what white people are afraid of in a black guy. What white people are afraid of in a black guy is a fucking big muscular black man with a giant black dick. Some big <laughs> football player, NFL stud athlete that wants to fuck your woman. So what is the polar opposite of that? Well, it's a black man being all silly in a dress, dressing like a woman. Well, he's not even trying to get, get any pussy. Look at him. He's got lipstick on and makeup and shit. Oh, he makes me relax. You know, he's like, whoop, what'd you say, girl? Oh, you get out of here yeah. with that. That's not a black guy trying to get laid it's at all. pretty good. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. I'm excited. I think it's white people afraid of black dicks. So it forces these black people to try I to, can't like, watch porn. Fear of a black planet, bitches. That's right. <laughs> I can't, can't watch, watch porn, porn if it's a black dude. Really? Why? Yeah. I just can't. What's wrong with you? Because he doesn't have somebody, a black dick. And somebody said I can't get into the fantasy. It's nothing about me being racist. This, I think it's gay if you watch a black guy fuck a white chick if you're a white guy. Because Because now you, you can't even pretend that's you. Yeah. See, if you're yeah, a white guy, you could pretend that's your dick. See, I like you could, you could beat off and watch a girl give head and pretend that she's giving I you head. I can't pretend shit, man. I can't. Okay. I'm, I know I'm looking at a laptop. What I like to see though is like a fucking black chick, like really a black pounding, chick or, a, or dude? a black dude really pounding a little white chick. I think that's awesome. You like cause that because you know it's not fake. Because secretly, a lot of that's this shit, what you want. No, no, because you know it's Deep not. Deep down, fake. you want that power. You yeah. want that dominance. You want no, him to fuck you. Just want to see a real <laughs> fucking hard fucking. You don't want to see making love. Okay, Brian. I, I, I'm not listening. I was just I trying see. to make a joke, dude. I don't really believe that there's something gay about watching black dicks. I was like, trying to go on a little comedy like rant there, fella. Videos, so but if you want to go on with your little freak shit and talk about how you want, like watching a girl get fucked in a way that you're not capable of, and that's what really turns you on. You like oh, you go for videos. it, buddy. You like blowjob I'm just trying videos. to take. I do like blowjob videos. What the fuck is that about? I like you, getting you head. Like I like getting my dick sucked. <laughs> you can pretend. You like the whole thing of looking. Yeah. I don't. I listen. I don't. Some like. girls are good at sucking dicks, and it's awesome. I like to see a woman snatch for a little while. But I really like the art of, of seeing a chick suck a dick. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest Brian, with you. Why, do you, why is that shocking to you? Because that's a million 50% videos. Cock. Let me explain something to you. I, yeah, you print pretend it's your dick. That's why you don't want to watch black ones. I was in county jail. Why would I want to pretend? And I never looked at a black cock, nor do I want to see one. When I popped on that King Kardashian tape and I seen little RJ's fucking dick, and it didn't stop, I turned that motherfucker off. You understand me? And I remember telling my buddy, "I'm not fucking." He was like, "You're prejudiced. I ain't prejudiced a black dick. I'm just prejudiced a dick." That black one was like fucking Jaws. It didn't stop. It didn't fucking stop. It even had the Jaws music. That was the worst thing I ever seen in my life. I looked at that tape to see how hot she was, and I hit it off from the fear. Like I had fucking dick fear in big? my. It was his dick, her ass, her yeah, snatch. It was awesome. She got fucked. Hard. She got it fucked. Was awesome. I only watch it, but when she goes, I want to come again, and she's sweating. I'm like, this is a fucking pig. Yeah. This chick is a fucking. <laughs> animal. Isn't it amazing how far she's come with that? And uh, we don't give a fuck because she got fucked really hard. Hard. People it's, loved it. You got <laughs> fucked. Yeah, but it, it, it well, it has to be accidental. You can't put it out yourself. You can't make a video and go, "Here's me fucking," because no porn star has ever reached. The status of Kim Kardashian. It, it, what she's people, done is accidentally have it and put it out, listen, and that's why yeah, she's about she's, to start making money. She's off got it, too. but that's that's she how she 40, got 50 that million already. She yeah, but since she got she, she got in a back door. She did something amazing, guys. What? She did something amazing. See, when we pay for porn, we pay to see a black guy fuck a white chick or a white chick fuck a black guy. <laughs> She, she f 
fuck that motherfucker out of clear love or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, please. She they did that on purpose. I understand. But she fucked his brains out. Right. It wasn't like porn. That's why it shocked us. Well, they were really someone. fucking, right? They were, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. It was like, you know, when you do porn, you show up at one or right. whatever. Yeah. Right. This we gave all know. Us, this yeah. gave us something different. And dog, whatever they gave, gave us, I tell Joe, you know, we wake up in the morning, we're like, where are we doing the set tonight? That bitch wakes up and says, how am I gonna be? How am I gonna be the number one trending topic yeah. on Yahoo and Google? And if you look at Google and Yahoo, she's number one three days a fucking week. I don't know what the fuck she does, but she's a genius. Whatever she did, the people don't catch. She's a genius attention whore. And yeah, she, what she is is the Michael Jordan of attention whores. And now she's dating a super tall guy with probably the biggest dick ever. Oh, and he's worthless. And that sex tape's going to come out. She's going to eat that fucking monster alive. They they just told her the other day that she was married before. He's like, really? She was that fucking Momo thinks he's the first one that fucked her. He don't know that she's been swallowing dick up in fucking Calabasas since she was fifteen. Well, he's probably just excited to be with someone famous. You know, that brings him into the public eye. Now, what does he do? He plays basketball, football. He looks like he plays basketball. Looks like he plays basketball. Huge and like his dick must just like curl up in her butt like a snail or something. Bro, she's had a lot of focus on the penis. You know, they let that uh, Max Hardcore guy out of jail. Really? Speaking of like levels of shit, if you don't know who he is, he's a guy who got arrested in Florida because Florida has like some crazy laws where like if you ship things to their, con- they have like very strict ideas of what's offensive and what is uh, what the, what's the word obscenity, you right. know. And this is what got, the guy was arrested for because the porn was obscene. He's got some hardcore shit where he pisses in girls' assholes, holds nice. their asshole open, sticks a straw in it, and makes them drink the piss out of their ass. Asshole. Classic. Yeah, I mean, Classic he goes shit. deep. That's he like goes your deep. boy, that fucking guinea. Mimi Montanucci. Who? What's that crazy porn guy that my buddy sent me a link of? And I'm like, I thought it was a joke. Who's the Italian guy that fucks bitches? Makes uh, Rocco Sofredi. <laughs> That's my yeah, motherfucker. Savage, Everybody talks about Capone and uh, Gotti. Uh, Fuck that shit. Rocco Simonuti <laughs> puts his cock in your ass. He fucking fucks him in the ass and makes him fucking suck, suck his, his dick, dick while they're eating a slice of pizza. <laughs> That's who, a gangster right there. He's one of the first, too. He was oh one of the first ass yeah, Oh, yeah, they're guys. fucking like from the 70s. He's, been, he's got sideburns in one video I seen. It that said, drop it out. Me, that bro. said, there's something gay about being into a male porn star. Like, what do you got? Dude? What's the recent Rocco Sofredi? I like the way that guy fucks. You know, there's something, something, there's something real weird about like being a fan of a myself dude. A, a, an actual break. I've de-porn, trying to de-porn my life a little bit. Really? Just, trying just, to cut it back? Well, only because it just, you know, as a comic, you go back and you watch it. My brain now, I, I watch 30 seconds and then at that damn search, I'll go, I wonder if there's Asian girls with black socks who work at Starbucks. Click, click, bam. Oh, look at that. Oh, I wonder if they, and then you just find yourself... How many did I watch? I watch at maybe 10, 15 second increments, and then my brain moves on to the next thing. So I'm done. You're porn I'm done. ADD. I'm, I'm done for a little bit. For a little and, bit. And people write comments about porns. And then, and have you like, ever been into bondage? Have you ever been spanked or any of that? Into that, any of that shit? People write comments it? about porn? What are you talking about? Uh, on the porn site now, it'll have comments about the porn, and I just get pissed at the people going, Oh, I would, I, I would fuck her way better than this guy. Her face is a bit. Just be happy you're watching porn. Like people are so desensitized now that, that you have to rape. Set? Yeah, I get mad at the kids. I'm get, not I, a big I, porn I guy like porn. you. I'm not big to <laughs> porn at all. The only side I've been on is the one my buddy linked me to for the Kim Kardashian because I looked on my own and couldn't find it. They kept on their credit card, and I would tell Brian, and Brian's like, "I got free." You know, I don't know nothing about the computer, <laughs> and I've been on you porn. 
and I you porn. You know, I've told it a thousand times. The chicks are filthy, but I hate you porn. <laughs> you know, they, they they have dirty feet and they suck dick and all that dumb shit. But I tell you what, the fucking pisses me off by you porn that they lie to you. They're like hot Asian chick, and it's a fucking Mexican. Don't get your nationality straight. That fucking pisses Don't me fuck off. Around with I'm in the mood to see a nice little chinky woo show that little fucking hairy monkey, and they show a Mexican from fucking El Centro. Are you sure it's a Mexican? Fuck She's yeah, I know my Thai. nationalities, bitch. No, the Thai ones are brown. They got those brown little nipples. Indian, maybe Indian. Nah, you can call see them Asian. Fucking pussies are fucking real dark. Like those Asians, meaty, right? They have like the edge of roast beef. Like it's really dark. They could be yellow. Like their skin is like a beige. But their fucking noodles and their nipples are That doesn't bother brown. you. A dark oh, pussy doesn't it. bother you, does it? No, no I like that I Asian like that. pussy. You scratch, you got that little light soy sauce smell. Like <laughs> the soy that comes in the green container, not the red one, less sodium. You know what I'm saying? I like There was a chick at a, at a thing I did a couple weeks ago, a shoot. Guys, this Asian was so fucking hot. But she had that soy sauce thing going. That She was real. Right. She was Chinese from San Francisco. This bitch was banging. And I could tell she was a dirty freak. I just couldn't. How could you tell? I could just, just smell it. Look at her eye contact. You could just tell. Yeah, you could just tell she was flirty. You could just mm-hmm. tell she sat one time and I could see her thong. Once I see that thong, that's it. I could tell they're filthy animals. That's just a, you could close them, but I got nothing to offer. I got nothing. She's 20 fucking two. What am I going to give her? Drama. I can't deal with that shit. That, that, you need big dick and big pockets. T- take my hand. Take my she hand. Said, uh, you missed me? the earlier part yeah. of the show. John Heffron stealing bitches out there, out in the wild. So did you hear about the UFC? They uh, just made Alistair Overeem versus Brock Lesnar Beautiful. December 30th at the MGM in Vegas. And Holy not shit. Show up. A five-round fight. He's Brock's not going to show up? Show. What, are what are you crazy? talking about? You better not be talking shit. Why he ain't showing up, guys? Why do you say he's not showing up? Diverticulosis is making a comeback. Diverticulitis. He had surgery. Apparently, they think that he's cured 100%. They fixed it because the the area that he kept having a reoccurring diverticulitis area, they they just cut that area out and, you know, they think he's 100%. But they left the central nervous system in and it's still fucking reflecting the shots. Kane gave him to the fucking head. It still spreads those testicles out all you over so? his body, and that gives him the diverticulitis all over again. Trust me. <laughs> diverticulitis. Whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter the Listen, name. Listen, man. Make guy's got up. balls. If he, this, he this, balls. Think about what he's done just to go from pro wrestling with no striking experience whatsoever, enter into mixed martial arts right into the thick of the game. First fucking fight in the UFC, he takes on Frank Mir, who's a former UFC heavyweight champion, gets knee-barred. You know, second fight, I believe he took on Randy Couture, right? Who is it? No, Heath Herring. Then mm-hmm. he took on Randy Couture. I mean, dude, Brock Lesnar's a, a bad motherfucker. How can, how he might not he... be able to beat Cain Velasquez, but Brock Lesnar's a bad motherfucker. No, he beat Heath Heitch, whatever his name is. Heath Herring. Out of the business. Well, he never came. That's not necessarily no, but true. It's true. He Heath Herring had again. some. Well, Heath Herring had a lot of fights, man. Yeah, but he, he had never a lot. Again yeah, like but that. he was at a crossroads in his own life. Oh no, I know. I'm reasons. not saying nothing bad. I'm just saying we went to that fight. Yeah. We were right there when he punched him. He did the fucking somersault. Yeah, he, but, you know. Yeah, I just think it's a little disrespectful. People say that before that it retired Heath Herring. Re- Heath Herring retired. No, Heath we retired. He, he's, he was I talked time. to Heath Herring recently. He's in fine shape. Where is he? Yeah, yeah. I saw him in Vegas. He's not. There's nothing wrong with him. Like you look in his eyes, he's 100 percent there. He looks good. He looks healthy. You know, he's had some tough fights. You know, he fought Crow Cop and he fought Fedor and he fought Noguera. He had some bro, real. He's been around for a while. Some, did he fight? Did he fight Fedor? Did I just make that up? No, I believe he fought Fedor. 
I mean, I, I'm look it up. I don't know. No, There's I'm not. I should have said that. Right. I, I forget. Said, he just never fought again. Yeah, but as he started doing he movies. Was the and stuff. <clears throat> he did a bunch of other stuff. It's it's hard, man. Those the for for guys who aren't a name, it's fucking hard. You know, it's hard to make real money. You know, because you got to be putting asses in the seats. So it's you know you got to beat someone big. And when it came to beating the big guys, he came real close with Nogueira in his UFC fight. He fucking head kicked him and dropped him. Nogueira looked done, and Heath Herring didn't finish him off. He had a chance, but he didn't finish. Him off. There was a reason for that, though. No, Garrett's tough as fuck. No, but he was hurt, Keith Herring, on that fight. Oh, was he? No, no, no. The first fight in the UFC was against Jake O'Brien. Yes. When he was hurt. Yes. When he had misunderstood yes. a couple he had of a things. Knee problem. I'm sorry. Yeah. He had a knee the problem. No, Garrett, right. He, he knocked him down. Yeah. And he didn't. Jake O'Brien out wrestled him, and he just had a right. really fucked up knee. And he came up to me and talked to me about it afterwards because he was like, you know, hey, I listen to your commentary. You're always very supportive, but what the fuck? I was like, dude, you got to watch the fight. I mean, he just took you down at will. And he's like, my knee was torn. I had to take the fight. That was my I first fight in the UFC. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just decided to just fucking be a tough guy and fight anyway. And he thought he could win. He's like, I can catch this guy, mm-hmm. and he just couldn't. Couldn't get it going, man. Having a knee tear and then trying to fight a guy like Jake O'Brien, a fucking professional mixed martial arts yeah. fighter in the UFC. Shit. Jake O'Brien. I mean, I mean, our boy, uh, your boy, uh, Matt Hughes against Josh Kotchak. Is it signed? Uh, it's on I don't Wikipedia. know if it's signed it's yet. It's on Wikipedia. It's well, on, I know yeah. that. Uh, I'll, fi- I'll find out. I, I think they're waiting know, right? for Hughes. <clears throat> Look, we're telling him. But I think I saw a link that said they're waiting for, they're waiting. for they're everyone waiting. to go. Is this fight cool with everybody? Well, it's a fucking creepy fight for, for Hughes because he's a totally different guy to train for. Diego Sanchez is not nearly as dangerous on the feet as Koscheck is, at least theoretically. Because Diego Sanchez will swarm a motherfucker. He, he can be very dangerous on his feet. But the idea was that Diego would not be able to out-wrestle Matt. Matt's a big welterweight. Diego goes a fairly small welterweight, and all of a sudden Koscheck steps in, who's a really fucking good wrestler, and is a big welterweight, and has been thinking about fighting at 185, and was actually campaigning to try to fight in the San Jose UFC in November. So here you got a guy who's a, a guy who can fight at 185. He's big. You know, Diego can't fight at 185. I mean, he did. He did on the Ultimate Fighter. Right. But I mean, competitively in the UFC, he's, his physical frame, in my opinion, is too small. He could do it, and he could beat a lot of guys, just by hustling them and outworking them. But his best weight is probably like 165. Right. But Josh Koscheck can carry 185. He's a strong character. He's got, you know, he's got a good frame. He's a tough dude. He's a serious fucking wrestler. And, you know, and he's dangerous on his feet, man. He's got big power in that right hand. So it's a totally different fight for Matt Hughes. What do you think the, the, on three weeks notice? What do you think the shelf life uh, you think shelf life is getting smart, smaller from a fighter, like where you have five, let's say from the start, the time you start sprinting, i.e. you get a big fight and then you, you're taking them a lot. You think it's like getting smaller or will it eventually about? be last longer? What are you talking about? The shelf life of... Uh, so you mean how many fights you can have? Yeah, before... Before you, you start to deteriorate? Yeah, yeah. Depends on your style. You know, some guys, some guys last long, the other guys damage. go, they had a really good three-year run, and then there's right. physically something happens. A guy like Machida, here's a perfect example. A guy like Machida takes very little damage. So a guy like Machida, he'll run for longer than a guy like Vanderlei, who's got this wild attacking style. Right. You know, and it's maybe, not, you know, Vanderlei is a, a bad motherfucker. You know, I mean, Vanderlei's been stopped a few times now, but it's because of Vanderlei's style. If Vanderlei played it safe, you know, you saw like in the Michael Bisping fight, he's still there. You know, I mean, maybe his chin isn't as good as it was uh, back in the day. But the truth is that back in the day, he got dropped a bunch of times, too. He would come in wild and reckless. Dan Henderson dropped him. A lot of people dropped him. Before Dan Henderson knocked him out in their second fight, Dan Henderson dropped him and had him fucked up in their first fight. He closed his eye. His eye was like one big, giant fucking baboon vagina. It was it was bad, man. So Vanderlei has 
always been in there with guys that uh, you know that that have put him in danger or dropped him or hurt him. Mark Hunt dropped him, but when he got in there against real good strikers, that's when he had real problems. That's why Krokop fucked him up. Yeah. If you go back to watch that fight in Pride, man, he he beat Krokop in their first fight, or maybe it was a draw, I think, because they had weird rules like you could only go to the ground for like thirty seconds. But Vandelay took a lot of hard fucking kicks to the body. That was when Krokop was in his prime. Krokop didn't have a, a sprawl yet though he wasn't confident enough with his takedown defense to have a full MMA fight but by the time they fought the second time man that was Krokop in his prime that was the heavyweight Grand Prix and he fucking head kicked Vandalay into another universe man that was when Krokop was the best so Vandalay with that wild style has always had a problem with guys like that you know bro I mean but he's awesome though we're talking about fighters here and, and you're as much of a fan of, of his even more than I am I mean I love Vandalay? no I'm probably and, uh, oh, fighting, no, period. No, yeah, fighting but I'm a huge Vandalay fan. And I'm talking about the longevity now is what you make it. Look at the guy that Joe Rogan turned me on to that <clears> I met. <throat> I had the honor of meeting him and talking to him. And he just fought a fight. Bernard Hopkins fought the best fight of his fucking life. Yeah. And he fought it, and it, and it was custom to him. I'm 46, bro. I'm right. not going to get in there and bang with nobody. Right. I'm going to throw two punches and get the fuck out of there. I'm like, you know. Well, actually, this, this fight was very different than the first fight. Very different. This fight, he actually got in and mixed it up with this guy. And, uh, he, he took this, the kid this, out of his game. These guys, you know, whatever they do, it's what they take care of. How smart they are. GSP is fucking genius. He takes care of himself at all levels. Right. Well, you know what he is? He's honest. He's honest. He's honest and, about uh, what's at risk. There's a lot of guys who aren't honest about what's at risk. You know, that's one of the things why he says he won't fight a friend. You know, he, he talked about that. I could do save on top of them, and I see an elbow. I cannot deliver it and give cerebral right. damage. You know, right, right, he, right. he's but he's right, man. <laughs> he feels he knows what the fuck he's doing because he's had it done to him, man. When Matt Sarah mounted him and was dropping bombs on him, and Matt Sarah can fucking punch. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. That little guinea's got bricks in his gloves. <laughs> he's got bricks in his gloves. I never seen anybody that Matt Sarah didn't punch clean that didn't get put on Queer Street. He hit fucking <laughs> hard. You know, so when he clipped George in that fight, you could tell George was like, oh, shit. Like, he, he can tell, like, his functioning drop, like, he knows what it's like to get really clipped. And, you know, he doesn't want that happening. He, he's a very fucking smart dude. He's completely honest and aware about the entire game. That's one of the reasons why he's so good. He'll tell you exactly how he feels. I am nervous. This is a very important fight for me. Like, right. This is a fucking champ. One of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world. And he's nervous, and he's talking about being nervous. Then he gets in there and just fucking shines. <laughs> gets in there and just lights you up. Dog, me you know? and you both know, and you and you, that, bro, the day you stop getting nervous before you go on stage yeah. is the day you just go home. You know the worst thing you can do? fired up now. The worst thing you do with George St. Pierre, man, is talk some shit to him. Yes. And that BJ Penn like fight, yeah. when BJ was talking all that shit, man, you could see the determination grow in George's eyes. And George is a disciplined motherfucker. And one of the things about guys that are truly, truly disciplined and really in an amazing condition, like, like Nick Diaz as well, is that these guys know that they can push a pace that most people will drown under. Right. So they'll fucking force it because they know you might be talented. You might be talented, but maybe you didn't get up early enough. Maybe right. you didn't sleep enough. Yeah. Maybe you didn't eat the right foods. Maybe you didn't take the right vitamins. Maybe you didn't fucking put in 100% and stack your training correctly and have a professional, you know, a physical trainer working with you, monitoring your heart rate. Well, George does. George does. And he knows he can run you out into the middle of the fucking ocean, bitch. And that's what he did with BJ, man. He just put him in 
put him in a position where he forced him to work real hard from the beginning, tired his muscles out, then started taking him down and beating the fuck out of him. And the way he did it was genius, man. And the way he did it was fueled by that determination that was brought on by that shit talking. Hey, dog, he did it to fucking Kachek. Yeah. Kachek had to wear a yeah. monocle for a fucking year. Yeah. You know, and he might yeah. still walk in that ring with a fucking monocle. Yeah. He, he punched Kachek the fuck out of that eye. With a he jab. He punched the fuck out of that yeah. eye. Not 10 times, 30 times. So yeah. Even if I fucked it up, I'm going to keep punching it because I'm going to fuck it up again. Every time you look in the mirror and blink, motherfucker, you're going to think of GSP. <laughs> you know, I went, to, simple. I went to this thing, the, Mo the professional Muay Thai League, MLP or MPL. In, uh, it was in Long Beach last weekend. And I got to see really high-level kickboxing, like live in person. That's fucking rare, man. It's rare that you get a card like this. Buakau, Buakau, that Thai guy with 198 victories. He's not even 30. 30, 198 victories. Does he fight every other week? Oh, he's in Thailand, man. They fight them young. They fight them when they're little teenagers, 13, yeah. 14, 15. So and the he's, documentary. he's only got, I think he's got less than 20 losses and 198 fucking victories. And he lit this dude up. Apparently, this dude was from Canada, I believe. And he was talking all kinds of shit and pushed him at the weigh ins. And the Thais are very respectful. Like, they don't do that kind of shit. They, they, like, they have this dance they do right, called the Y right. Crew the in the y middle crew, of the right. ring before. And they did all this too. They played the music and these guys did their dance and they went through their thing but when when fucking when Buakau did it he was doing his dance to the guy like got like right in the guy's face because I pushed him at the weigh-ins it was badass man he it was like a it was like a movie fight like he got in the guy's face and was doing like pulling arrows and stomping on the <laughs> ground and doing his little dance and the dude didn't know whether he should give ground so the dude was like backed up in the corner while Buakau was standing in front of him doing this little dance and then the fight started and dude came out strong he came out trying to blast but Buakau, 198 fights, he's so calm in there. And he just started chopping with those kicks. Quack! Quack! And you feel the fucking leg kick over. And we were in the front row, and you could just feel the... Uh, uh, uh. Think of that fucking shit. Uh, uh. And you could slowly see his legs starting to give out, and then he was going high with them and just beating his ass. Flying kneed him, front kicked him. Finally, he front kicked him and knocked him down, and the referee said, that's enough. That's enough. The referee saved him because let me tell you something. They he Buakau was just starting to break the guy down. They were in like the fourth round, and the guy was just starting to stumble and fall apart. And he kept hitting those fucking legs, whack, 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 whack. It was crazy to watch live, man. It's awesome, and you see that level of stand up, and it's like the difference between Koscheck and George St. Pierre in that fight. Koscheck is a very he's a very good athlete. He's got power in his punches. If he hits you, you're really fucked. But in, at least in competition, he has never shown to be a really technical striker. You know, he's been caught by Paulo Tiago. He's a very tough guy. You know, don't get me wrong, but he's not like a guy like Buakau. You know, there's a certain level of striking where a guy gets to where they're like always safe and they're just lighting you up. They find your timing. It's like what Anderson did to Yushinokami. He finds your timing and then he's safe, man. You're in a fist fight and he's yeah. not. How about that? How about you're just a fucking target? And he's standing right in front of you, bang, bang, just firing off on you. you know, and when you see that happen, man, when you see a guy figure out another guy's timing like that, man, that's, that's, a, that's a wild shit to see. And there's guys that can do that to George. There's guys, the, strikers, that could do that to George in a straight kickboxing match. But just can they do it when they're fighting off that takedown? No, they can't. They get scared of that takedown, and then they can't pull the trigger. And that's what happens. Because George hits you with that power double that comes straight from fucking Mars. He pushes off that ground and covers distance in a way yeah, you can't yeah. believe this guy can move that fast. For a white dude, 
How is this dude moving so fucking fast? Yeah. He'd be a good DB, wouldn't he? <laughs> How fucking good of a DB you would GSP it. be? Just let him loom back there. Just <laughs> let him loom. Just, bro, just stay back there. Do your, your little gymnastics in your mind. As soon as that ball gets released, I want you running and tackle that motherfucker <laughs> like you take down oh, all these. A guy like GSP, you could probably have oh, him do that, and he'd yes, be awesome he'll be at awesome at, at yeah. DB. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> leave him back there. No yeah. coverage. No coverage. Just leave him back yep. there, dog. For now, Dude. for today. We'll get him to cover people next year and watch what he fucking does then with his footwork. You ever see him jump those hurdles? Bro, I was watching him on Google this morning doing gymnastics. I'm tempted to go oh. to the place on Vermont yeah. and join up for the month and walk on my hands yeah. and knees like a momo. That's how good that gymnastics shit is for you. And he's taking it. Though. He's so smart, dude. George is so open-minded. You know, he's so, he'll, he'll, he'll try ballet. If someone tells him ballet will make him a better fighter, I'm here to do ballet. He'll fucking step in there. I feel my I'm not impressed with your ballet. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't give a fuck, man. He will fucking do it, man. Yes, he, he if, he's, he's got an open mind. He, he actually asked me to teach him some shit, you know, to, to go to the commentator of the UFC and say, you know, show me how to do it. That's, most people would just go, what? what the fuck? You're the talker guy. You do the talking. You know, but like to, when I, I taught him how to throw the spinning back kick correctly when we were, we were training, Dude's completely open-minded, has no ego. It, it's he funny, just wants to learn. Just on our level, when you talk to other comics, like you always have like a new guy go, do you have any advice? And, and you start to tell him, you go, oh, yeah, no, no, I don't do that. I, I don't, oh. but what's your, and you, and you go, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, those you guys got it all I'll listen out. to anybody, man. Louis C.K. came up to me once after one of my sets and gave me all these notes that he wrote down while I was on set. I'm like, this is the fucking coolest thing ever. I had a King Kong bit. He's like, what if King Kong had a wife, a cunty wife? And he's like, give me like ideas. I was just thinking this while you're up there. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Give me advice. We, you, you accept tags. I've seen you we, like right? all the time. All the time, people come up to you and say, hey, John, I love that bit. Have you ever thought about this? And you're like, oh yeah. yeah. It's funny how many guys don't though. I mean, I'll even take. I had some guy once and go. You talk too fast during this particular thing. Just slow down, and people, and then the very next show, yeah. slow down, got laughs. You're like, oh shit, I didn't even see it from that point of view. Heck, Dude, laughs, way to do it. taglines are a gift. You know, when a friend gives you a tagline, like, like here's a tagline that Kevin James wrote for me. When, uh, you know why I was doing that Anna Nicole Smith bit? Well, like, it's time. Kevin James wrote, for a rim job. <laughs> Kevin James wrote that because I was already like, lick that ass. You don't get that. I always had this bit about him dying, you know, about Anna Nicole Smith's husband forcing her. And Kevin and I were just riffing on it. And Kevin came up with, it's time for a rim job. And that became like one of the big punchlines in there. And I would say it, and it was cool because when I would say it on stage, I would think of him. Like, oh, my friend hooked me up with a good solid laugh in here. Yeah. You know? Well, because a lot of times you do this, not the same bit, but you're just so close to it that you don't see it from that little bit of an angle or something. Well, yeah, I mean, goes, your, your oh, take. It's right, it's right there. It's right if we there. were both going to write a joke about anything, we were both going to write a joke about coffee, you would come from one place and I would come from another even yeah. though we're both comics and we both would see like some obvious points yeah. you know like like there was a, a joke that I did that I found out that Ellen DeGeneres had done a joke just like it years before and I had never seen Ellen do it but the premise is really obvious and the premise is about penguins being monogamous and the premise is well they both look the same I mean, right. they all look the same like what's the, what's the big deal about them being monogamous but that's something that anybody would see if you were looking for the point you know, you're looking for like comedy in in, in like a, an obvious sort of a situation, like penguins being monogamous. Right. You know, you would probably come up with the exact same thing. If I said write a bit about penguins being monogamous, you would probably like, well, what's the big deal? They look exactly the same. You right. would I, instantly yeah, go exactly. to it. Ninety percent of comedians would instantly go to that. 
you know, but it's like your take from there on, once you get that, then it's going to be like some people go like Duncan would get real weird with it. Right. He would find some fucking weird spiritual angle. And well, they say in the Bhagavad Gita and he would yeah. be like, come out and you would have a, a you know, a different angle. And it's and you funny. You have a different angle. When somebody gives you a tag, it, it feels like somebody sometimes just gave you a $500 bill. Like yeah. sometimes you have the f- same like. That's the thank you. It's you couldn't have wrapped a gift or bought something on Amazon that would do the same feeling. I had a friend, Brian Fraser, who uh, at the time was uh, he uh, needed some money, and I was making a lot of money, and he had a, a heckler line, and I like, dude, that's the greatest fucking heckler line ever. He goes, I'll sell it to you. So he sold it to me for five hundred bucks. Wow. This is the this is the heckler line because I never used it, but because it felt weird. But this is the right, heckler right. that he said. He's like, this is what happened when God made you. Oh, and just a dash of cunt. Oh, no, the cop fell off. The top <laughs> fell off the cunt. <laughs> Too much cunt. Shit. That's good. <laughs> it's a great line. I just, I, this past week, it was just, I was trying to think of situations back in the day when guys were preparing for battle, but their wives were still in, in their brain. Because I was trying to go, ladies, every once in a while, your guy gets a look on his face. Just leave him alone. He's trying to, and, and I act like I was a guy sharpening my sword and did the hand thing like the wife was right in there right. and I had a comic go you should have her bitch about really you're gonna leave your shield right on the table it's like bah, that's all funny and then the very next show did it but it, it adds a whole different spin to your act when you get right. that little fun right, little, right, oh right. thanks for the layup that yeah, was awesome yeah yeah thanks for and the then assist that, sometimes that turns it into a bigger bit that turns it into something you weren't even thinking about but it's really yeah. funny how some comics will take a tag like I'll take yeah. a tag from somebody I definitely trust because somebody gave me a tag once and it was fucking stolen. I ended up spinning in the guy's fucking face. Yeah, that but was unfortunate. I got to be fucking careful what tags. Yeah, I'm really not into. I like when a comic comes up and sees me a diff- gives me a different angle. And and years ago, I remember watching Chris Rock the one special and it was pretty funny. And then he had the second one. And I remember seeing him at the store on a Monday and he had Jenny and DePaulo with him. And I didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They were just talking. And then the next night, I was at the Improv, and there he is with Louis C.K. And Apollo, and what he was doing was, you know, he would get his advance from HBO and give everybody a taste, oh. and go during the week. I want Jenny, Apollo, and you. You guys each come up with fifteen. I'll do fifteen. We got a party, right? You know, I'm getting two hundred grand. I give everybody fifty. I keep fifty for an advance. I got a fucking party. I get the best of what they had and different of, perspectives, a different, and perspective different on styles of doing the punch. And you could see the difference in the specials. You could see the difference in the specials, his early specials and the ones later on. You could see the Apollo. You could see the precision of Richard Jenny. You could see the wackiness of Louis C.K. Let me tell you something. Not a lot of fucking comics could do that because of their ego. Mm-hmm. A lot right. of comics couldn't do that. A lot of comics couldn't Well, there's also that. comics that want their stand-up, though, to be from their own oh, please. Like Fuck. Louis. Like yeah, Louis C.K. Yeah. No, no. I uh, I could see doing that way, man. Look, if you have to do an hour, there's nothing wrong with hiring a bunch of people for writers and coming up with some good material. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it fits your sensibility. Like-minded, yeah. Yeah, I it doesn't. I never like let's think about like Chris Rock. And go, oh, Chris Rock's not really that good because he had guys writing for him, which is ridiculous because he's one of the greatest of all time, unquestionably. Unquestionably, one of the greatest of all time. And the stronger voice you have, the more you could have other people. Write. I mean, look yeah. at any of the the uh, uh, blue collar guys. But it's the, funny how teams of guys that kind of fill those that, those mouths. You, you can know? take credit. My point is, that you could take credit for your own work, but to think that somehow or another your work is better because you come up with it completely on your own, as opposed to someone who hired a bunch of writers, is kind of silly, right? I mean, he's just trying to get a different point of view and perspective, but ultimately, it's coming out of his mouth. It's going to be his voice, and he he assigns those yeah. writers to help him with this 
You know, it's just different. Especially if you have to, if you're the type of act who's got to create and, and yeah. crank out a just you don't have the you can't do an 80% fun job. It has to be out of the park every time. And if you're doing that once a year, here's like where it would crazy. suck though. Where it would suck is if everybody got an equal say in what you said on stage. See, if you were a team, say if you were a band and it was the three of us and we had to construct a set, and then maybe Joe Diaz wants to put some p- shit in the beginning. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. You got to, no, this has got to be the end. You're yeah. going to put my shit here. And then you're like, why would I put, look, bro, I don't have confidence in that. What the fuck? And then you would argue over how the material gets delivered. As long as Joe Diaz was in charge. If you went out and hired a bunch of stuff, they brought you things, and you're like, okay, this is good, that's good, I feel comfortable, this is, I would say this, and I'll put my own flavor into this, my own spin on that. As long as you, it's, it comes from a singular voice. Sure, 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 absolutely. Yeah. You guys are just enlightening me. I, I've been around you for 10 years. You <laughs> might, you, you know what I'm saying? Your best friends that you did open mic with, some of them are writers now. Some of them right. are actors. Yeah. But Chris some McGuire. Of them, some of them fucking came up to you a couple times and said something, and you're like, this motherfucker knows me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know yeah. what, man? Sometimes it's better just to settle down and take, and you might not use it, but he might open up a door for you where your voice fits. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to learn how to, you know. Collaboration is a very important very, thing. It's a very interesting thing. But you know, I mean, ve- this, these podcasts are essentially 100% collaboration. <coughs> you know, they're little rants. We each go on little rants, you and know. Things come out of yeah. them and stuff like that that weren't normal. Exactly. When you talk about nervous, I, do you get randomly. I get nervous in the craziest things. One, one, you'll be doing a, a television show, zero nerves, and then it's second show Saturday. For some reason, my heart will feel like it's pounding out of the chest. Really? And then a Friday first show, no nerves. I do a little bit of rituals to stay kind of focused to get me in like a really good mood. So when I get on stage, I'm not phoning it in. But as far as physical, like I need to wear one of those uh, body bugs. I would like to see what? those. Uh, the, they got those things now. You can do your heart rate, calories, and stuff, and you hook it up to your computer. Really? You wear it for like all week, and it gives what? you. Yeah. Is it, does it work while you're exercising? Because the one I wear yeah. is stupid. It goes around your waist and stuff. No, no, they have new ones not, that, that go on your bicep really? that are supposed to be really good. And you could fully exercise. Like I could punch the bag and shit with that. Yeah, on? Really? yeah. It's it's like uh, yeah. It's so like a little I, iPod. Yeah, really? I'd like to wear like one just to see what my heart rate does before yeah. shows and see what kind of calories you burn. Did you ever look at it while you're looking at How pictures many of cock? You burn? That, no, I, I want to do it. Oh, see, I that see. was a goddamn good line. Joey talked right over <laughs> I'm it. I'm sorry. Fuck. I liked it. What Thank was you. it? What was it? He said, do you ever look at that while you're looking at pictures, pictures of, of cock and see what your heart rate does? It's all right, man. Don't worry about GSB it. GSB on a horse. I guess you could use it. Yeah, I guess you could use it seeing it if you're watching porn just to see how many calories his hand out. And it's just a gymnastics horse. It's not even a real horse. <laughs> it's a gymnastics horse. Sit behind me. I look at things, and I look at when there was a time when the store became second nature to me. Right. And Joe would call me and go, you're going up before me. And it was like, I got to go to the fucking store. And I would go down there, and I wouldn't feel anything. I would go up on stage and literally fucking bomb, 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 and get in my car. I didn't give a fuck. And then it's times when... The audience, I feed off the energy. It's like when I went to the ocean the other day, you're sitting there. These waves are hitting you, but there's some shit coming at you. And sometimes you get to a show, and I got to see the audience. Like seeing the audience and let me know these motherfuckers paid to get in gets me fucking on fire. I see people, and I tell you on the plane sometimes, I'll psych myself up. Now, I'm to a different point. Like now, I want to go out there and die on stage. We were in Milwaukee. Let me just tell you. Nobody's ever had a heart attack on stage. I'm ready. But if I do it, I'm doing it because... I like what's going on right now with comedy in my life and with us when we go out. And I yeah. li- I, if I'm not nervous, bro, it ain't going to be real. 
I don't want it to fuck yeah. around no more. I want to be nervous to the point where my palms sweat a little bit. Yeah, I get that way. And then yeah. the second you get on stage. And I think about leaving the door. Like, where's that door? Maybe I don't want to do yeah. this. We were in Milwaukee. All right. The place is packed. We're at this fucking awesome theater. And uh, Joey's in the back. And Joey looks out. And he sees all the people in the audience. You got this, like, fucking murderous look in your eye. I had like, to. Look at all these motherfuckers, Joe Rogan. He goes, these motherfuckers are going crazy. And then he goes, we're taking this to the next level. We're taking this to the next level, Joe Rogan. And he just like had this murderous look in his eyes, and then went out and just smashed it. Yeah. But it's like the, the excitement of the of the the crowd all coming there. It is so much better than you see the guys that they, they, they get on stage. They have their notebook. They're like, <gasps> oh. "Hey, what's up? I'm tired." Page, page. No. Boy, oh. Alternative comedy. This guy's stupid. Page, page. Where I yeah. literally my, my new little move before each show. If no one's, well, I'll even do it for crowds looking. There's a scene from one of the Star Wars where Obi Wan's about to fight the Sith, and there's yeah. a force field in front of him, right? And he's and he's rocking like just get the. I do that to myself now before. Well, I was just going to not that, crazy pump up like. Rah, I was going to ask you this because. Because you do that neuro-linguistic programming, right? Yeah, NLP. Now, what, getting... you, you have like a certain thing you do right before you go on stage that puts you in like a perfect state of mind. Yeah, supposedly. yeah. What, Does that work always? Yeah, what I do, it, it's, it's um, yes, and then I was doing it wrong where a buddy actually said you, you shouldn't make it rich, ritualistic, whatever that word is. That was tongue-tied. You right. know what I mean? Like you shouldn't do it or now you're, you're developing an OCD, OCD problem. Yeah. So what I do is I imagine the greatest show ever just literally – because your brain doesn't know uh, 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 something that didn't happen to you. If I was asked, you tell me about lunch you had with your family yesterday and you told me. Right. You couldn't really tell me the way the lunch actually went down. You've deleted, distorted, and generalized every situation in your life to what's important to you. Right. Where I could ask, let's say your wife, tell me about lunch. And she would almost give me... It'd be similar, but maybe she was paying attention to the TV that was on above you. And in your story, you didn't tell me about the TV. Okay. It's kind of what people are, what you're looking out for. Because you have, uh, this is wrong numbers, but like 70 billion bits of information your body's trying to figure out right now. Right. And you narrow that down to seven plus or minus two pieces of info at any given moment. Okay. Like if I was asked you, what's the temperature like in here? How's the temperature? Unless you were focused on it, unless you were sweaty, the temperature might not even been in the equation why we're having this conversation. So with that, I imagine the greatest show ever, like my greatest show ever. And I kind of remind some last comic because there was that feeling of big light, shit falling from the thing when I really felt, eh. And right when I get to that state, I squeeze my thumb. I put my thumb in between my fist. Like Spider-Man? And squeeze it. Yeah. Like because, you're shooting out a web? Yes, exactly. That's exactly. You put it there. How did he do it? No, he did it like two fingers like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, mine, like mine's this? hidden. Because you don't. Spider-Man did this. Yeah, yeah. He went like this. Or if I had the things as a kid, you'd spray it. But I put it here. And then I imagine that you get that feeling. Because now your brain imagines that awesome thing. And, and I lock it in like a speed dial. Yeah. So then what happens? So just covering your thumb I do, locks because, that in? Because you want it like fighters use it. Sometimes fighters have a thing. You do it in a, in a movement that you don't replicate on a normal basis. Okay. So you don't do it on hand. So I squeeze my thumb. And then sometimes when I'm in an awesome mood or even if I come home and my dogs, their, their, tag, their tails are wagging and I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll squeeze my thumb. And when I'm on stage, if I 
get a big laugh and get a, or say something that was really funny, I'll squeeze my thumb. So it's like a bank account. You put happy feelings or good feelings into that thumb. So then for the days when you don't feel like going on stage or you got in an argument right before you went on stage, like self-hypnosis, you squeeze that thumb and it puts you right back to that place. Just like a song would. It's called anchoring. Just like if you hear a song from back in the day, you can almost Reminds remember. Reminds you of your girlfriend. Or, yeah, yeah, so what you're doing school. is you're adding your speed dial to, to your thing. Whether hmm. here's the deal, if if you if you think it works, then it completely works, which means you just have to convince yourself that it works. Do, yeah. I see you're not wearing your balance bracelet anymore. Uh-huh. And well, when I was at the mall the other day, <laughs> some guy was trying to sell me on it, and I asked if you got a balance bracelet on both hands if it's better, and he said yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this scam artist, are recorded it. but there's people that actually believe in that shit. Shane Carwin believed in that shit. But here's the crazy part about it. One of the things that arcing ropes of jism from the forum, you know, Phil, the English dude, he uh, posted on the forum an interesting observation that this guy had, where uh, people have done studies and showed that they actually did help athletic performance. And the reason is because people thought they helped. And that is somehow enough, even, ready for this, even if you know it's bullshit. Even people that knew it was bullshit, knew there was no physical way that this bracelet could give you better balance and make you athletically perform better, they would give it to people and they would still find significant benefit in it. It's like somehow or another just opening the door to something making you better can make you better. Or what happens a lot of times when you start talking, let's say we're talking about nerves or shitty, if we keep it the show. You start thinking, oh, the show sucks. Oh, but that person's probably going to heckle. And what happens is, is you talk yourself into a really shitty show. Like you do before. that? You talk yourself into people heckling? No, but I, I will play scenario scenarios out in my head. Really? You you play like like yeah. heckle he's scenarios. Have you realized he's a spaz? <laughs> no, but but, but I'm, I'm not saying just for show. Like, well, hold like on I'll a second. Hold on a second, because Brian, you're you're really new to the game. Right? You've only been doing comedy like a little bit now. I mean, really, over the last couple of years, over this nine years off that you had, do you ever before you go on stage, you should be nervous as fuck. Do you ever go on stage I'm and say, I hope no one heckles? I'm not nervous anymore. You're fine. Yeah. I don't let you just Brian go up there and do it. No. Uh, nerves, nerves. nerves was like well, let the me tell you something. What Brian did. I mean, people would say that Brian had like a shortcut, and Brian, you know, all he had to do was uh, just start doing open mics, and we had him in front of packed houses. Brian went up in Austin, fucking Texas, after Joey Diaz. Every killed. night, balls of steel. Yeah. Never fucking complained. Yeah. Never looked at me, and I'll tell him to his face. Never gave me a look of. And he would like go puppy dog. after Joey crushed. Crushed, it. and he crushed would tell it. me to crush. If I didn't yeah. crush, he'd like get go there. It's like a work tonight. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? One time he's like, that doesn't sound you. We were in uh, we were in Is he Austin. making things up? I don't remember. No, that. we were in Austin one night and he came up to me afterward. Like, I had an okay set. And he's like, right. that joke didn't work. And I'm fucking howling because oh, that's funny. you know, and I didn't give a fuck. It's true, the joke didn't work, but it's Brian has balls of steel. Now, he what had did he been... complain? Never complained to me. Never he had been ever off. Complained. He had been off for nine years. He hadn't six done years. any six years. Was yeah. six years? No stand up at all. He got up at a midnight show in Atlanta, Georgia, oh, at a so. UFC. Punchline. It was punchline in Atlanta. Yeah. That's a fucking. First of all, that's a badass old school club to have that club to go up for your first mm-hmm. time and on a sold out show on a fucking Friday night, a late night show, midnight show. Yeah. He fucking goes on stage and kills. And not only did he kill, he pulled himself out of a downward spiral. Like he did really good in the beginning, and then he started bombing. And he figured out a way to pull himself out of the bombing. You know why? Because he doesn't have a lot of ego. 
When you have a lot of ego, that's when you can never pull out of a bombing. Person who like takes themselves super seriously and then gets devastated on stage by by a joke choking, those are the people that can't pull out of the bombing. I'm to the point in my life when I get another fucking email about stand up or another twit and you put me <laughs> off or people come up to you and talk to you and put you off. I'm at the point in stand up I want to just say get the fuck away from me. So whenever I see somebody like Brian do the stand up route and go about it ballless, you know, because it's completely out of Brian's brain. He just goes up. Right. <laughs> I, I love him. I, I love him just for that. I give him that respect because I know how hard it is. And I know how many excuses we've all heard. And we don't yeah. give a fuck. All I want you to do is be happy. If you come up to me and say you want to get on stage, I'll give you all the love I can to get you up to that stage. But don't let me see you three months later and you're still bullshitting me. Because yeah. I did that too. It took me six months. It took me six months of canceling at the Comedy Works and then showing up and finally doing it and then you get hooked. But... I, I do give you a lot of love for that, Brian. Probably one of the fucking reasons why I talk to you is because you don't give a fuck when it comes to stand-up. And as soon as he gets off stage, you'll walk up to me and say, where's the drink ticket, bitch? There was a kid, I used, to do, there was a kid I used to do open mic nights with back in Boston, and I was kind of half-assing it in the beginning. I was into it, but I wasn't into it because I was still fighting at the time, and I was still working full-time. So I was still fighting in kickboxing tournaments and shit. So I was training like pretty much every night and then trying to go do stand-up afterwards. So I was fucking tired all the time. I was burning the fuse at both ends. Right. And some fucking kid that I did open mic nights with goes, you're pretty funny when you first started out, man, but you seem to have kind of fizzled. Oh, jeez. And he was being honest with me. And I stopped and I thought about it. And I was like, shit. You know, he's just like saying it. Like, you're, you're really funny in the beginning. You kind of fizzled. And I didn't argue with him back, which is what I normally would have done. But I'm like, fuck you. And I thought about it. I'm like, god damn, he's probably right. What the fuck am I doing? I had a, I had a guy say, he came and saw me in Austin, a friend of mine. And he did show. And I thought it was a good show. And he goes, I've seen you like a bunch of times. He goes, you've done comedy for 23 years. Blah, blah. You need to rip it every time. And then I immediately he said, "You need to rip it every time. Need to rip it, like uh, just crush it." He goes, "You, you know why he's probably saying that? His girlfriend wanted to fuck you." Or yeah, right. But either way, <laughs> it motivated me because then I started going, "No, that crowd just kind of." And then and then I'm making all the excuses, and then I go, "No, he's no, right. I, I, I need right. to." I, I there was a point where I switched off, right? Maybe start phoning it in, and then and really? then that. Yeah, and then that's when I squeeze my thumb. Man, I tell you what, but some shows. I mean, when you do five hundred of them, you're gonna have. Do you suck your thumb? Some. Do I suck my? I never did. No. You suck your thumb? Uh, No. 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 When I was a kid, I was. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. When I was a fucking kid, I was hooked on pacifiers. So I was like six years old, dog. Yeah. Big time. I used to hide them from my mom and hide them all over the house. When I used to play ball in the house, my mom would say, "You're gonna fucking break something of mine one day." So she had these Japanese dolls with different fucking wigs. They were like ten G's, and I broke them. My mom's like, "You're done now." You got to pay me all the money you owe me. You got to get a day job. I was like, five. I'm like, fuck you, ma. She's like, I need like 30 fucking Gs. You got to give me $50 a week. Or you can start sucking those pacifiers, dog. Stop sucking them. Stop sucking them. And I'm like, because I would suck them like the way people smoke cigarettes. I'd get into a fist fight and then run home. That's so ridiculous. I used to hide them outside in the car and shit. You're stressed at five. You just see you in the corner just puffing on it. I want to talk about that thing that we talked about before the show, but I don't. I do, but I don't. Yeah, right, right. Should we? We should. The electronic thing. Oh, yeah, why yeah. not? Listen, folks, you want to know at what level they're kicking it here in California? <laughs> Do you want to know? Do you want to really know? They have electronic cigarettes. Look what Brian's holding up. That are all weed. Yeah. They're 200. How many hits are there? There's 200 hits in those, 200. 200 hits in those. Do you know how ridiculous that Jeff. is? That one thing, you could carry that around for you for days. For you. You could carry that shit around for days. And just get blitzed. So you put the weed in there? No. Yeah. It's preloaded. It's preloaded. And it's a... It's Let me take a pull of that shit. Full of it's preloaded, marijuana. and it has uh, to about 200, and you draw it for two to three seconds. 
two weeks, you got to charge it. And it's sativa. That's not over, Kirk. This is amazing. This is sweet, And you don't need a lighter blue? Nope. This is super blue dream sativa. Now, where do you get this from? A shop. The only two or three seconds. It's called an M-E-D-A stick. S-T-I-A. This is amazing. It doesn't smell at all. Except for when you... Yeah, but the problem is you can never smell weed. When you're smoking weed, you don't smell it. Yeah. Is this on a plane? Uh, I, you trying to tell me? I, I don't think you can do it on a plane because something's coming out, and well, that something will probably set off the alarms. Yeah. Well, what I did here is vapor. This. It's water vapor. I did here water vapor. Yes, Why do talk. they need to do the water vapor? Is, just, it, is it they, necessary? I know for the cigarette, they do it so people get the whole thing. You right. see the fake red, you go right. in, and then you uh, see the, um, the fake red's hilarious. Yeah, you see the, and then you blow it out. So people who who want to not smoke. They, they, you're going through the whole motion. You see it, you light it, and stuff like Dog, that. Dog, listen That's to this. Fucking the last badass, time man. I flew into Burbank, I had a talk with a cop Send in Burbank. <laughs> Joe you Rogan. Come on, man. Joe Rogan, it's over. Lucy, Joe Rogan. You, why are you so greedy, man? Because it's only 100 hits. Joe Rogan, Joe. it's over. Brian, for Joe real. Rogan, what's down wrong with you today? <laughs> Joe Rogan, it's <laughs> over. You can From buy accusing Starbucks of random <laughs> drug testing. Joe Rogan, I talked to a cop at Burbank and Bob Hope. The motherfucker said, he goes, look, I don't care where the, we don't care where the fuck you're flying no more. Please check your weed. He goes, we get people checking weed now, four, three ounces on the conveyor belt for security purposes. We don't give a fuck no more. Really? That's how bad it's getting. LAX too. They don't give a fuck. Used to be they didn't give a fuck if you were going to somewhere in California. Now they just said, just check it. it. You're on. Really? So you could bring weed through the, the, the fucking PSA. Don't hold that up, Brian. Put it, people have all the information. <laughs> Make them get on a trip. Put it. They can take their own trip. Put it on the secure. You got to put your weed on the belt and let it go through fucking the thing. Really? So you tell it's them open. this is weed. <laughs> yeah, they know. They know. They, Don't be stingy, careful. Brian. Keep that thing going. You Keep it passing own. around. Get your own, dirty bitch. Brian's Brian, taking his ball so and going home. So listen, we're, this was, we're near the end of the podcast because I got to get the fuck out of here because I'm going to the premiere of Warrior tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, Brian Callum's playing me. I'm going to go see that. That's going to be interesting. And you know, I'm in go. fucking, I, mean, I got to go to a premiere tomorrow. Bucky Larson, Born oh. to Be a Porn Star. Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Porn Star. What's that? That's you in the it? movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Me and Don Johnson. What's the play? What's the part in it? I'm a porn producer. They try to show me porn. Is this like a big movie? Bitch, it's yeah. It's Nick Swanson and a bunch of really Nick Swanson. Swanson. (laughs) When is it coming out? Friday, but it goes up against Contagious. I'm in no danger. Let's go out Friday night. I'm in no danger. I'm against Contagious. (laughs) Did you meet Stephen Dorff? Yeah, we were at the party. We went to the fucking party together. All of a sudden, you forgot. Then I take you to Uh, the. No, you invited. I took you to the party. Stephen Dorff came with Gina Ritchie and and uh, Ben Owen. Owen Benjamin came at the end. I left you at the party with the drunk chick from fucking Playboy. You forget. Now, oh. Brian, I need to take you to a doctor. That's wow. it. It's over. <laughs> Me, you, and Terry I went to the party. We yeah. ate the we ate the meat with the steaks on it down on Wilshire. You need a fucking Me, you, doctor, and my wife went to the to the rap party. Just a quick little brain cat scan <laughs> type thing. Yeah, you check that. Bitch that out. pussy's turning your brain to mush. That's yeah, what it is. You're like Henry Hill and Goodfellas, cocksucker. I saw him at the grocery store yesterday. How, I tried to get a picture. How bad does he look? He was in uh, one of those little carts that the old people. Isn't he in the fucking mob? Whoa, this shit smells like weed. I know exactly what it looks like, but he was at the grocery store in that that little cart that though. Yeah, this smells exactly like weed. He's gacked up. I was trying. I wanted to get a picture with. I told my wife, "I go, just take a picture. I'm in the sandbox." Nah, dog, you should have gone up to him, told him you were holding. Hey, is this this missing something, Heffron? Because it smells like weed. Smell that. He gets a wee hundred hits when he's smacking it. Is there something missing off the front? Or is it supposed to be like that? Yeah, I, think I, that's, I think that's right. Smell no. that shit. You can smell the weed right through that. That thing stinks like weed. I can't take that nowhere. 
No. No. I, what? No, that's the same. Trust that's me. The same thing that You're I trying to get does. me arrested, bro. This thing stinks like weed. Are you crazy? Let me smell it. Joey, put some Lysol on it, Joe. Smell that shit, Joey. Steal Brian's in, cause Brian's doesn't. I'll switch you. Smell the mouth part. No, I want well, the fake cigarette. Well, that's because you just did the. Smells like. Teeth and breath and ass and fucking everything that goes in my mouth, cocksucker. You know what I'm saying? Relax. I'm smoking. I want one, too. We're on the Pass it over here. Hey, um, I don't think it does. So this is the question that I had. I'm thinking about um, I'm thinking about opening up a comedy club. I've been thinking about that for the last couple of weeks. I've been telling you that for years. You're right. You have been. You've been telling me I about it. We talked about buying week. the ice house at one point in time. Yeah. Remember when they were trying to sell the ice house? We we're like, maybe what, what would it be like to buy a comedy club? What city would you do it? I don't know, man. I would have to have somebody fucking run it, though. Somebody that I trust to run it. That's the real problem. Because I ain't got the time to really. But to have a club where we all had a vested interest in and we all worked out there all the time and we set it up the right way. I mean, essentially, look, the comedy store was one of the greatest creative moments for you and I and a lot of other comedians but why was it well it's because there was a lot of great comics hanging out there and basically running the show i mean that's what it was it was a, a fun little club where we all got in and fucked around and people knew that they could go there pretty much any weekend and see some fun shit we need to recreate that we can recreate that somewhere it wouldn't be that hard as long as we small don't go room, crazy like, yeah. like, not small, small like, yeah. like, two, like 200 250, 250. That's, that's, even that's, that's like too the much even that's too much oh, okay man. we you don't want to compete with nobody by yeah. the way what's going on there dog Who? are we what? allowed to talk about it what Would what you, we allowed to talk about i don't it? know i went into the improv last tuesday that shit is fucked up what are you talking about Went to the improv last week and Judy Brown was there. When was the last time you went to the improv on Tuesday? So I'm walking around, Judy Brown. Oh, I haven't been there in a while. Shaking people's hands. And all of a sudden, as I'm walking out the door, I get a tap on the shoulder and I get a newspaper article drawn on me. Have you seen the newspaper? What? The front page of the business section in the LA Times. They caught our boy with our hand in the motherfucking cookie jar. What Robert, are you talking Robert about? Robert Hartman. He's what? sued by Bud Friedman. Stealing like a motherfucker, <gasps> double dipping 15% and owning the club. It's in there. You know why? You ready for this one? What? What the guy told the, the story they told us that they're going to open up three new clubs called Levity. Yeah. Bud said, enough is enough. Enough of you motherfuckers robbing me. The reason why they calling them Levity is they don't have to pay the fucking franchise tax. And they've been doing it now for a long time. Stand up live. They're having a good time with the funny bones. Bud came out of that coma. I heard he cut like eight Jews together. And he goes, <laughs> we're going to get ours. <laughs> They've been out. Mark Lano's been down there. It's over. The cat's out of the bag. Are you sure about all this? You better look on that fucking newspaper and see what it says <laughs> I'm right scared. there. I don't want to read it Page right now while you're getting worked up. Oh, I just want to agree shit. with you. I don't give a fuck. Passes. The improvs have been good to me no matter yeah, what. The improvs been I'm good just to saying me that yeah. every fucking dog has his day. They accusing you, you know, where they smoke, there's fucking fire. Well, what I'm saying yeah, is a small place. I'm not saying anything even close to as big as the Empire. Like you were, you, you did yeah, my, the, the club size. that I started off in Ann Arbor, that basement. Perfect. That, the, Perfect. That, what is that, 150 people? Yeah, two if two the fire marshal is going to show up. But, two it's, yeah. it, but you can have that place at 200, it, the, the room, or even Amazing. like Wendy's Club in, in Denver. Yes. At, but that's big. That's like 300. Is that still for sale? I don't know if it's still for sale. They, that new side is, room where we did de we did a Death Squad uh -huh. comedy show last week. That side room is fucking badass. That's badass, like ninety bro. people. Yeah, it's got a new bro. sound system, new seats. We're gonna have a show bro. there Friday. Dude. I'm doing my one man show that most, all month. Most likely, I'll be there. It all depends on where we're shooting Fear Factor that day. Sweet. All right. Most likely, I guess you'd have to open one here. Not I need to get on stage. I need to get on stage because I got a lot of dates coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow, um, the uh, the tickets go on sale for our show at the Verizon Theater, October seventh. Joe Diaz and moi, and we're gonna um, we're gonna fuck that place going up. Going back in to Houston, Houston Texas. Old school. We haven't been in Houston, Texas in a long time. Four years, five years. We're gonna God do that. damn. 
Yeah, it's been a long time, Missed man. That place. And that's the place where I recorded my first CD. That's the place where I first got p recognized as a comic, really. That was the, the place where I first started selling out. I never sold out anywhere in the country but Houston. Houston had this whole like history of that kind of comedy, wild right. comedy. And Joe Diaz and I went in that place, and when, the, when the, my CD got released, we did a fucking free show there and advertised it on the radio, and it was one of the, the most fun nights I've ever had in my life. And the, the club was like, oh, we got to charge. Remember Mark Babbitt was like, we got to charge, we got to charge. And you, were, you, you said it best, like, it's not in the spirit of the thing. <laughs> it's not in the spirit. We were high as fuck. We were like, we should do a free show. And he's like, Joe Rogan, that's genius. Do a fucking free Let show. come out. You yeah. two on the fucking building yeah. in L.A. Do that sometimes. Yeah. Get on a building and start playing. People yeah. fucking show up. That In the spirit of the thing. Do you have enough money? So sometimes do a fucking free show. Rock that. Well, this one ain't free, bitches. Okay, you got to pay for this one. Because it's at the Verizon Wireless Theater. And they're charging me. And that's uh, October 7th in Houston, Texas. Tickets will go on sale tomorrow. If you look on my Twitter, it's twitter.com slash Joe Rogan. It's on today is while we're recording this is the 6th. The 7th they go on sale. Hey, can I and drop a, something yeah, the, the password is speaker. There's a pre-sale tomorrow. September 17th, myself and the Flying Jew, Ari Shafi, at the Town Ballroom in uh, <laughs> Buffalo, New York. I got to give you a shirt, Joe Rogan. Ooh. It's Fidel Castro with a yarmulke on, smoking a fucking blunt. Did you make this? Yeah. It's your shirt? Some guy fucking designed them for us off Twitter and... We need two more shirts. We need we one need that says "Stay Black," and we need one that says "Oh, Brian." Yeah. <laughs> and a Death Squad shirt. And we and need a Death, Death Squad, Squad shirt. Yeah, people we, aren't you? Yeah, but you want to do Death Squad with your gay cat. That's not Dude, the original love Death Squad logo. Some people do. I just go with just words, so just you know, can mean whatever they want. Yeah, you I'll know, it should be Death just Squad. typed. I'm going to split up. That's not in the, the spirit of the word Death Squad. Or where, how it no, originated. people want the cat. Like okay. you, you people are getting one. tattoos of it. I know. That's not a good, that's not a good idea. That cat has Hitler mustache. Not, not the, the iTunes version. No? Okay, good. Speaking of Death Squad, can I uh, plug my new uh, yeah, podcast that's oh, yes, on the Death Squad? It's yeah. uh, me and job, John Reap called Last Podcasting. Uh, we do it every couple of weeks, but it's underneath uh, uh, your guys' big podcast label. Death Squad. Domination. Powerful. Very powerful. Um, we'll be back on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we have um, Tim Ferriss, oh, the author of the Four Hour cool Work guy. Week. Yeah, seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. He's coming on Saturday. You read and that then, book? No, I have not. I'm going to have a chance this it. week to pretend I'm going to read it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll fucking skip through some summaries online. And then uh, Sunday is Anthony Bourdain. So the 10th and the wow. 11th are our next live podcast that we'll be doing on the internet. Three weeks in a row, we've had the number one podcast out of all of iTunes, and that's because of you guys. And thank you very much. It's cool as fuck. It's not like it gives us anything. I mean, it's just bragging yeah, rights. It's good. But it's, it's good cool to know that people are interested in it, that, that you guys are digging it. We love you. You love us. That's all good. Stay black. We love you. That's, that's another shirt we need. Joey Diaz, Brian, Powerful. John Heffron, <laughs> Dates, Books. Blogs, videos, World Mad Flavor World. We're doing it all over oh, here. Mad now. Flavor World, we plugged that already on YouTube. Yeah. Go see that. Mad Flavors World on YouTube. I got and, my uh, gave my cat a bath this week. We got, a, we got a lot of shit going on, people. Or you're, you're slipping, you're all bitches. Coming you got with that shirt? You're all coming with us. Thank you to the Fleshlight. I if love you, you guys. go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for the Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. That's it. Go follow uh, the Death Squad on iTunes. It's uh, a series of podcasts. John Reap and John Heffron. We got Tom Segura's on that label. We got Ari Shafir. We got Freddie Lockhart. All great comics. All interesting dudes. It's big fun. Follow that shit. All right, we love you, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Big kiss.